Welcome to the Nick and Matt Show. Bringing the player interviews you want to hear and the hot topics you want to discuss. Recording live in studio, here's Nick and Matt. It's not Nick and Matt. You know by my voice, it's it's Matt and Evan. So, But it is the Nick and Matt Show. How's it going, Evan? It is going good. How are y'all doing? Whoa. Let's take a quick break here and listen to the sultry voice of Evan Kearns, everybody. A new microphone. It is a new microphone. Yeah, so we got some <laughs> exciting off-season plans on the Disc Golf Network, so stay tuned on that. But in the meantime, have a fancy new microphone uh, for here. Yeah, feel free to just take that microphone and speak into it like you, you know, I don't know what I want to say like, but you just feel free to, to control that microphone with your voice. Yeah, yeah. Face for radio, so I'll use my voice. All right. Uh, we did do a test with it. The audio level should be okay. I'm going to assume it is. We can fix it later if it's not. But awesome. Episode 113 presented by Cosmic Disc Golf. Cosmic Disc Golf has a an initiative I always talk about. They're getting ready to launch it. You can find out more about this by either reaching out to them or checking out their website, CosmicDG.com. Have a Cosmic Day. All right. So tonight's episode is going to be, it's the off season. It's just, it's going to be the free flow. We talk about what we want, how we want, when we want. Wait, that sounds like every episode, right? It's true. <laughs> it's true. So, uh, but we got some fun things lined up, so you should enjoy this. And uh, we have a great interview lined up. Cadence Burge. Now, what do you know about Cadence Burge at all, Evan? Anything? Uh, yeah, I know she won a major earlier this year. Um, I actually have to check the stats. I believe it was an amateur major. She also played uh, Junior Worlds. Uh, and unfortunately fell just short of that. But most notable, most recently and notably, uh, she won the National Amateur Disc Golf Tour Championship. <laughs> Say that like, three I think times I that fast. Right. Yeah, obviously. Um, it, and this is a kind of the big, you know, I would say newer last couple of years. It's really shined and a lot of notable players have won this before making that step to jump on tour. And she is just one of the most recent winners to win that in a uh, epic playoff. Um, want to give a shout out to Emily Yale right now. Uh, she had the lead going into the final nine. Unfortunately, uh, had to go to a playoff, pushed it long, but uh, Cadence uh, came home victorious. Yes, she did. We're going to let her tell us about it. Um, if you read through her social media, I don't want to give it all away, but she didn't think she actually won or had the chance to win at all with her tap out or her putt, her final putt. She had she added incorrectly. We'll have to find out more about that. Added incorrectly, meaning before in her in her head, not like as her result, and mm -hmm. ended up going into a playoff. We'll ask her about that and the pressure, the putts, everything she had to do. But winning the advanced, you know, women's world championship, big, and then the national amateur disc golf tour championship. I think there's something to do with going pro there as a requirement as well. I think I'm pretty sure that's what I've seen. So we'll we'll follow up on that as well. Um, where is Nick? <laughs> ben, where's yeah, where Nick? Where is he? No idea. Couldn't tell you. All right. So my understanding is he's having a case of the Mondays. <laughs> I should, I should. Aren't, aren't we all? <laughs> I was going to say, should I read his private text to me? Okay. I'll, he won't mind. He says, I'm having a Monday of all Mondays. Face plant emoji. Um, 
long story short, is something to do with flat tires and uh, traveling to Tennessee. And but I think his ETA puts him about ten minutes from showing up. Means he can run out of his car, find a spot to sit down, and he'll make it on sometime tonight, maybe in the next 20 or 30 minutes or 40 minutes, who knows, but he'll be here. We have Statter Fiction lined up. Uh, we got a new game that's just going to be a, a two-series game, like a two-episode game that is going to be pretty epic. It's going to carry over from tonight to the next. You can all play along, but it's going to be your honor. Like, you guys are going to have to do the scorekeeping because I can't do it for you. Um. What do you, has anybody, have you, Ben or Evan, you thought anything about the shirt I'm wearing yet? Is I it, have. is it, what does it look I like to you? I mentioned earlier. Looks like a I think it's kaleidoscope. Awesome. Whoa, it matches your background. Go full screen on oh, you. Oh, this wasn't even intentional. That's pretty cool. But now, like, go full screen on me. Boop. The colors, the colors yeah, of the shirt. It's like Miami Vice. <laughs> Ooh, so, yeah. This, my friends, is an amazing shirt. I mean, the quality is really cool. I like the collar. It's really unique. I don't know how to explain it. I'm going to pop it. Not that you should pop collars. I don't know how to show you the back. I'm trying to, like, turn around and talk. It's a really, like, small collar in the back. But, like, anyways, it's kind of a fit. Now introducing Matt Graham, whole H T pad. I feel like, so here's, yeah, here's where it is. <laughs> you guys know um, Zach, king. Zach Benson? The king of the... The king of the eight holes. Some of you hate him. You love him. You, you love to hate him. Whatever. Who hates him? You hate please. to love him. You love to love him. Whatever it is. The dude has created a brand. It, and your now your hair looks like his hair when the cat turns his head. Ben, watch. And he sits there like that. You look like Zach Benson's mohawk that he's had in the past. <laughs> so here, here it is. Zach Benson. I'm all over the board. Kind of like he, he likes to say he is. He's like created a brand for like ADHD people. Loud, right? And he's the guy who like welcomes all the players as the leader to hole eight during the MVP Open. And he started a clothing brand called Prismatic Gear. And he's like, dude. I've got some cool shirts and I was like, I definitely want those shirts. So this is shirt number one that you'll be seeing on the show. Very cool shirt. Uh, honestly, so this is like a little series. We're going to see multiple <laughs> of these every episode, every, every, or every series. month maybe. They get louder. But these are really, really oh, cool. Wait, they should do one with just your face. Just my face. Oh, people would buy those. Nick, it matters. Comment, comment in the chat if you would buy one. Yeah, maybe. Series. Maybe if there's an audience out there that wants the Nick and Matt show, we could do a little bit of something there. That'd be awesome. All right. We've talked about a lot of cool things <laughs> that are coming uh, to the show tonight. Let's do a little bit of this. Ben, you said we should talk about Silver Series. Yes. Are you prepared to talk Silver, Silver Series? Yeah, I'm, what, which I'm, all, I'm always prepared. Which events happened? Wait, hold, um, hold up, hold up. Silver hold up. event. There are no longer silver series. Like Marshall. I know it's, it's going to be a hard, hard uh, memory, whatever you want to call it, to break. What do you mean they're not but called silver series still? Dude. They're now called silver, just silver. There like was a massive field, field of strength at this last silver series. No, there wasn't. Okay, I was <laughs> about to say. Messing. I was about to say. Whoa. No, strength. I'm just going to let that go. Oh. No, I know. I'm just messing around. Oh, I, I he's... <laughs> The, the the field of strengths that we were yes. all saying. Okay, we got it out of the way. It is a silver. Well, it's a silver event, is what they're calling it. I even saw yeah, graphics still silver. after their announcement. They still had old graphics on their DGN video play by play, and it said still said silver series. But 
Why? I like it, silver it event. Ring. No, the reason. Did we talk about this yet? No, I, silver I don't series. Know anything? I think the idea more is it's it's still one tour, uh, but they're just um, silver variety of this tour. It's not a separate series of a tour, which is kind of maybe was the original idea, maybe not, but it was at least perceived that way, and it didn't really come to be that way because it really is just a it's events for the top players, and just it might not be as important. Uh, not as high paydays. Maybe it's in a weekend to skip if you need some rest. Um, but it's still like the tour. And that's exactly how I think. I think Jeff alluded to that, Ben, if you were listening instead of producing so well. He said something listening. like, it's not It's not a separate series. It's the tour. It's a silver level event, if you will. So it's a silver event as opposed to an elite event. Uh, the same thing is there's not an elite se- well is there an elite series now that's what i'm saying <laughs> there has to be elite yeah, series still. Uh, <clears throat> yeah i think uh, that's just more of a legacy term i, I think it, you are right it is elite series but i think it's more of a legacy term they're they're also trying to use more like disc golf pro tour elite event mm-hmm. um as kind of more their wording but like the pdga still the tier on them are es for elite series um so it's just it, it's going to probably stay as legacy kind of feel it that way i mean some people call Major is part of the elite series. It's kind of tricky of like what is what anyways. So yeah, on so on about. silver event. There was a few of them that have happened. Uh, what was the first one? Lake Marshall. Lake Marshall. Nick played there. Yeah. He, not in the, did he play in the tournament? Yeah. Is that rude for me to not know? Pretty I don't rude. think it's rude for you not to rude, know. Honestly. But yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> That's yeah. Well, I know who took it down. And... <laughs> okay. Who took it down? Uh, all right, we'll Luke, go right Luke into Samson? It, uh, yeah, Luke Samson uh, takes yes. it down. Uh, Castaplas getting a victory. Uh, Macy Villadia is on the FBO side as well. Uh, her time, she's just knocking on the door to get one of these wins because she's, she's very talented, and not that Luke isn't either. But, uh, yeah, it, I mean, Macy had that incredible ace. I don't know what hole it was, but that downhill shot. Yeah, that was, that was Absolutely awesome. sick hole and absolutely sick ace from Macy. But uh, Luke Samson takes it down. Like, Chris Dickerson had the lead going into the third round. He was kind of the clear favorite, being by far the highest rated player in this tournament. And uh, he struggled a little bit. I, I didn't get to catch it all, but Luke kind of battled back, ended up having a pretty uh, dominant victory. You talked about that ace. That's the kind of ace that you want to throw in. Like, <laughs> you want to throw any in, you want them all to go in. There's this That's skip the shots, one. all that. But, like, that is, that has to be considered one of the more purest types yep. of throws. It's just so flat, straight. It even tipped a little, like it's not hyzering out. It's just kind of exactly what you want. So um, I did that, but the hole I did it on was probably 150 feet shorter <laughs> downhill with a Sonic. I've done it, but it's it was shorter. But like, that's the one you want, like that style. It's awesome. Um, Was there a second silver event that we missed? Uh, Happened in this weekend. It's this weekend. Is the New World Championship. By the way, Is it this it's not the New World Championship. Yeah, this weekend. I'm pretty sure it's yep. the New World Championship. Championship. <laughs> I talked so uh, MVP Open. Um, when we, we you introduced me to the Greg Barsby, we, we got to talking, and he was like, "Yeah, there's a, a New, new World." world cha- and he was like, <laughs> "I don't know why they named it that because they have to name it something there because because it's, it's literally the New World Championship." Ricky, does that mean if you win this one, you're the best player in the world? Who knows? He's not playing. Oh man, doesn't matter. Is he not? I feel like there's a lot of big names signed Only, up. I, I think haven't looked Paul, into it, so that's on me. Here's some. Paul Macbeth, Matt, Matty-o, Matt's it. Matty-o. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Barella, Isaac Robinson, 
Garrett Gerthy, Ezra, Aderhold, Gavin Rathbun, uh, and then Brody Smith, Johnny McRae. So then Connor O'Reilly. So it, it kind of tapers off there. So those are the, the household names that pretty much. Yeah, having Macbeth in there kind of locks down the, the validity of it. Yeah. Just yeah. A well, bit. he just moved to Florida. He lives, he literally mm. lives yeah. in Jacksonville, right? Yeah, this is. Oh, so, I don't know, does he? I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Disc Golf Pro Tour Championship used to be at the New World uh, Complex. Correct. One of them 2017 was. and 2018, I think. If you go back. Before moving to Charlotte. And you remember Nate Sexton and like the railroad no, tie gate. Yes. <laughs> He's like, where's oh, the TD? Th- like, I'm not moving on to this. Like, this isn't acceptable. Like, it was a big deal. Like, he skipped through an OB slot. and I, I saw that. Anyways. I, I, Nate's a great guy. I'm, I was kind of over exaggerating that, but it was exciting because that was back then. That was for a lot of money, wasn't it? Like ten or twelve, fifteen, twelve thousand dollars or something. It was that used to be mm-hmm. really big. <laughs> where are we I mean, at now? Tour championship is still still big, but yeah, oh, I, I see what you're saying. Sorry, yeah, yes. I just mean like where are we at now? Yeah, ten grand to used that? to be big. Yeah, and now it's just like you know we had like six of those this year, maybe more. <laughs> yeah, you know, just making some money on the weekend, throwing a frisbee. Okay. Um, by the way, the chat's saying, well, where can we find this cool apparel that you're wearing? Um, Prismatic Gear. Look them up. Facebook. I'm assuming they're on website. I didn't have to purchase through the website, lucky me. But it's worth checking out. It, in fact, he sponsors other pro players. Like they wear his clothes too, and it's pretty cool. So I've seen him. Pants and everything. Yeah. Hoodies, whatever. It's real it's nice. It's the um a sl- sub sublimated there that's the right word sublimated which means it's like not screen printed it's like just the color yeah of the it's shirt. In, in, ingrained <laughs> really cool all right um let's let's do this before we bring in cadence here let's the three of us yep. that are here currently right now we played in a tournament the same tournament different divisions but we do need to do a quick review Quaker. I'm sorry, Evan. Evan, <laughs> no, yeah. it's, it's okay. Evan, it's good to talk uh, about it. Air out your feelings. Just right? get it out. So, Ben and Evan played in what is now MA2, not intermediate, just MA2. Just MA2. But that was Mixed actually the last. Two. Wait, that was the last intermediate event of your life. Like, yeah, because I'm moving up. <laughs> for me, legitimately, regardless. And for Evan. And no, I, I am and I'm last joking. MA2 I'm event of my up. life. I can never play intermediate again. So here's the deal. It, we should talk about that, by the way, too. Let, let me put that in my notes. Totally missed that. Division. Right. Do you have that in your notes? Okay. No. Okay. But I, I do want to talk about it, so I'm excited. Yeah, I'm putting it in here. So um Ben played a what he would consider a probably average first round. I know there's things that didn't go your way, but you were yeah. back a few strokes, five strokes, four, three. Yeah, I was on chase card. Yeah, back <clears throat> to you. And I ended up shooting like one worse than you or something that round or two, if somewhere in that range. It, but I played in M1. Yep. Evan, your first round was probably one behind me. Yeah. It was like plus four or five. Yeah, I think it was plus four. It was one of those ones where, like, it was fine. You want it to be yeah. better, but, eh, it's fine. <laughs> so we had a bet, like, who would come out and shoot the best total overall score, even though we're in different divisions. Like, we played the same layout. Yep. We come down to the last holes or two, and I realize, like, I have a chance to be tied for the best overall between the three of us. I miss what I consider to be, like, like the e- one of the easier birdies on the course, which is hole one. Yes. Right? It, it, yeah, you have to rate that one. 
So I missed it both rounds, and I was so upset. That's, that's par tough. four, easy par four. Had I got it, I thought I would tie you, Ben. Ben goes into the last set of like three holes. He's on a totally different section of the course, and I'm watching live scoring, and I'm like, Is nah. this second round? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, there's no way he gets all these. You ended up like deucing out. Maybe I'm overplaying it, but you were able I, to do it in such a fashion yeah. where you caught the leader or whoever was in the lead, yep. go to a playoff, and we filmed three holes, and you take it down. And I took it down. Yeah, I had. He I did it. Yeah. Out. Well, I had two, well, I, two, two birdies to end it. I had to hit. Yeah, I, I played decent enough to at least be on that guy's card. Uh, I guess it was third card, so I can't complain too much. But uh, we went in opposite third directions card out of from there. Three cards. <laughs> no, it was more than that. It was like eight. You know, it was a ben little bit better than that. I don't know. Okay, so but. I came out. I shot four or five strokes better the second round. Fifth and M one, which it was out of like twelve or fifteen. I don't know. It was okay. I, that was my second tournament of the year. I think I averaged like nine forty or something. Um, and how did you do your second round, Evan? <laughs> uh, it it just fell apart. Yeah. I don't even know. It just like nothing was working, and I was I was mentally out of it. I should have <laughs> I should have been smarter and get back into it, but I knew everything was gone and just wasn't in it enough to switch it around and it just went bad and bad and bad but i think the big the big story for me though is is a battle with hunter graham oh how old's hunter again he's 12 right he's, he's 12 yep and my eight-year-old yeah, so, is there too yeah he, yeah of course uh, i think he was playing a different layout too <laughs> okay we should we should shout that yeah out. yeah we should shout uh, but that hunter out. was playing he was playing in intermediate so now uh, mixed layout, amateur too, uh with all of us he had uh he, he was not happy with his first round I don't know much about it, but we were talking about the end. And I gave him a little bit of pep talk. I was <laughs> showing him the leaderboard, and I was like, pretty much where I was, you, you know, somewhere from like 8th to 15th, just being like, there's going to be people in this section who are just going to have a bad round. And all you got to do is play solid enough, and you'll squeeze right by them. They won't even know it, and you'll have a great finishing they place. Won't even know it. And Hunter like came out firing. Like I look at scores like is six, eight holes in, and we're already tied. And I'm like, oh no, I had a bad start. He had a crazy hot start. And I wasn't like it wasn't in my mind. I was paying attention to it, but I wasn't like, oh, I have to beat Hunter and was so nervous about it. Uh but yeah, he kept on playing well. And I was I was looking, I kind of like got it back the last couple holes. I was feeling good, but I was like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to catch Hunter. If I birdie out, maybe I'll have a chance. I won't. Uh, didn't birdie out. He ended up beating me, uh, but I want to quickly look just real see uh, to see here what were the scores. So Ben, you did a nine fifty one rated second round. Good job. Thanks. And if I scroll down, best. yeah, Hunter nine nine fourteen rated second round. That's that's pretty good for twelve. Yeah. Twelve, especially. I mean, holes. are you kidding me? That's incredible for twelve. Yeah, yeah. It and, total, yeah, this is yeah. a course yeah. with a lot of a lot of open scorable holes. And so when you get to those, if you have, you know, like you got to kind of have at least 300 foot power, but the more you have, the easier it is. And so having a 12 year old be able to get those and get strokes on people is really impressive. I, I'm not, I'm not like bummed out about it. I, I'm like impressed with Hunter. Congratulations to him. I'm glad he beat me. I'm not like sulking that part. I wish I played better for myself, but uh, it's, it's not like one of those moments where you're like, oh, I lost to a 12 year old and you're all upset, you know? No. He's fun. It, and so, that was a blast. It, My eight-year-old there, Hunter there, uh, you, 
Ben, myself, we're all hanging out. Like, I wish that was more, like, I love that tournament experience. Yeah, Thank you guys fun. for doing it. That was yeah, fun. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Meadowbrook. I said he made the course too good, and that's obviously a little bit funny because I'm like, I'm not playing so well the first round. But, like, it was it was a good course with great barbecue after the end. That venue um, is insane for disc golf tournaments. Like, hello. Evan's it's a top-notch tournament venue. Right, Very Evan? cool. Not at Meadowbrook, no. no. By the way, <laughs> by the way, and we got to close out on this. We got a great interview right now, just about right around the corner. Ben, you and I shot the second round. I didn't realize we tied second round. Yeah, we did. So I guess so you I didn't, didn't get both of them, but you did get the full and you did get round one. We tied second round. Okay. Yeah. Good job to you. Now you got to play me in M1. I know. You know, I moved up. It's recently, more stressful up there. And it fe- fe- feels good. Feels good to be up. Up, up I, with the big boys. I just want to say, not only Hunter, but everyone in disc golf's getting too good. Like, I feel <laughs> like I've gotten better throughout the years. I'm getting smoked now. Or when I kind of first started playing tournaments, I was like, oh, it's pretty easy to finish pretty well in, you know, MA2. And now I'm like, I, if I have a bad tournament, Dude, I'm getting MA2, smoked. MA2, sometimes. And sorry, it's competitive. You know, yeah, I was yeah, about to say, I was at Cosmic Glory, uh, the Flex, uh, playing MA2. And there's like 30. And the MA2 leader was like negative three, negative two. And then I came in fourth with a negative one. And it advanced. The, the first place was negative two. And second place was negative one. So the like the intermediate there. people beat the advanced players. All right. Let's get to it. We've got a great Boop-boop. interview lined up. I can see in our green room, virtually in our green room, that we have the um, star. Yep. Of t- at least two events, but we we know there's more. But we're gonna we're gonna talk to her about a few of them here. So let's go ahead and bring her in. Welcome to the show, everybody. Cadence Burge, how are you doing, Cadence? Uh oh, Ben, are we having mute, muted issues? No, here? no. We we're gonna figure out her audio. Might be on her side. Nope. And she's gone. And she's gone. So we're gonna reset. <laughs> keep just keep it up. We'll, okay. You, or whatever you want to do. All right, I'm going back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's so, on her side. Let's try it again. Pull her back up. Yep. No. Oh, there we go. I can hear now. Okay, wait, is it? Yep, yes. You're good. Can you hear us, Cadence? Yeah, I can. Awesome. So now we can hear you. Welcome to the show. I don't know if you heard our introduction for you earlier, but you, you have been doing some great things in the world of disc golf, um, and we want to talk about them. And so, uh, first of all, I got to go way back. Congratulations on your advanced um I guess it's FA one, right? That's the technical term nowadays. Yep. FA one world championship. Um, that was back in June, correct? Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So going into am worlds, was there, everyone plays to win, but was there any thoughts in your head that like, I'm like slated to tr- like to win, you know what I mean? Like the real deal is there. Like if I play worlds, I don't think that <laughs> like I want to, but I don't think that, how did you feel? Um, I don't, I don't think I thought that way. I think I knew I had a chance, but I mean, I didn't expect to win. Okay. So no expectations. Did you know any of the competition going into it? I knew a few of the girls there. Um, the ones that I knew were not the ones that like ended, I ended up playing with, okay. but I did know some of the people going into it. Okay. And were you sponsored? Is it true you're sponsored by Disc Mania? You kind of, I kind of do a little social stalking, as weird as that is. <laughs> to be like, who's the sponsor? Is that Disc Mania your sponsor? 
Yes, Discmania. I've been sponsored by them since March of 2021. Okay, March of 2021. So then definitely you were sponsored before going into Worlds, and I'm sure they were uh, happy to see that. Uh, So congratulations on that World Championship. What, what after that event, like, what were you thinking at that moment? I mean, you've had a lot of events since then, but after that event, like, what was your mindset? Like, (laughs) like, look what I just did. Like, like, what was your mindset? Oh, yeah, it was almost unbelievable. I kind of, I don't know if I, I knew I could do it, but I don't know if I really believed I could do it. And so when I did, it just, it felt like my game had arrived at a new level in a way, even though I might not have necessarily gotten better. I just feel like I got past like nerves and things that could have been holding me back from doing something like that. Wow. I I could go to intern Ben real quick. (laughs) Have you ever had nerves? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But I, I get, I get what she's saying. The more, the more you play, uh, the more pressure you're in, um, the less nerves you kind of have. You, you kind of wait till you win worlds, Ben. All oh, right. one day. Okay, so I, I can only imagine. It's almost like the saying, right? Getting the monkey off your back. Like it feels like, hey, I can't lose anymore. As in, like, there's nothing to lose. Like, I've already won worlds. Like, I'm just out here now doing whatever I can. But did you feel a sense of, like, people are looking at me now to, like, see if I win everything? And did you feel any pressure there? Yeah, I feel like after it, so many, so, like, immediately I got some messages from so many people that I had never met before. And it felt like people were following me. And so going into Junior Worlds and the NAGGT thing, I almost felt as if a lot of people kind of, like, almost expecting me to do super good. And it kind of added more pressure. (laughs) That is what I've been doing a lot of thinking about the mental side of disc golf lately. And I'm like, man, that is the key to playing. Well, Uh, you have to be talented, but if you can figure out the mental game where you're not putting more pressure on yourself, than I I don't know, like you don't put more pressure on yourself. Evelina Salonen, not to throw the interview this way, but like (laughs) I was able to interview her. Uh, in person, not on a show, just like in person, me talking to her. And I could tell that her putting situation this last year was large part due to the pressure she's putting on herself. Um, so absolutely understand that. So you won AM Worlds. Um, tell us a little bit, because that was just our introdu- introduction. Congratulations on that. Like, it shows that your PDGA membership started in 2015. Is that when you started playing disc golf or is that... Uh, or close to when you started playing disc golf, or was that much later? Um, I'd say it's relatively when I started. I have been throwing discs mostly like since I was really small, but I think my first tournament round, which was when that PJ number came, um, was my first full round of 18 holes. So, okay. Um, and so that puts you at playing, I'm no stat man though, but I think that's <laughs> seven years. <laughs> and yeah. Um, fast forward to currently, and again, I make fun of my math. I mean, I went up to like pre-calculus, but like you just, what's <laughs> been laughing so hard. It's just, you, you don't use that math. And so here we go. Division. I counted how many events you played over the past seven years and that you averaged 12 events, just about tournaments since like you became a member then. Since you started, you 12 events a year. That's that's significant, just generally put. But here's what throws the icing on the cake is this year alone. If again, my math's correct, 27 events. I mean, that's getting close to full time touring. Um, what are your future plans for disc golf and touring? 
and we didn't even talk about the biggest, most recent win, but let's just talk. Like, what's your future thoughts for like going forward? Um, so I really want to tour, but since I'm currently in school, I don't feel like that's really an option. I want to finish high school. I don't, I don't really just want to drop out. Um, but I do really want to be on the road and play all the pro tour events. And so I hope that after I get out of school, that doing that will be an option. Yeah, I mean, we look at, and I'm only saying this because this is a phenomenon that's happened this year specifically that I've recognized, but is Gannon Burr. Um, he's doing this whole travel, like, craziness. But, I mean, I guess if you feel like you have a legitimate chance to win $25,000 at an event, you might you might make that trip, right? I mean, <laughs> if it, you're like, yeah, for sure. So, okay, let's let's cycle back. You would like to tour. That's what I heard out of that, but it's not right now. Um, what year? What are you? You're in high school or college or where? Where are you at? I'm in high school. I'm a sophomore in high school right now, so I still have two and a half more years. Wow. Okay. All right. So this is a great start. Um, uh, sophomore in high school, um, going out and winning some national titles. Um, but I just saw and explain this for explain this for the world national amateur disc golf tour. It's a series of events. Dave Felberg has his brand. He's created this series of events you qualify for, and then you get to play in the championship. You did that in, do the rules specify that at this national event, you have to play pro. Do you know? What do you mean by that? Do you have to play in the pro division? Like, I feel like I see that everyone in that division, like playing at the national championship event, turned pro. Is that correct or not? Um, no, not everyone has to turn pro. Okay. Is it just if you win? No, you don't have to become pro if you win. So the winner last year, Arya Castrina, actually won the year before last year as well, and she did not accept the cash. Okay. Oh, oh okay. okay. So if you don't accept cat, if you okay. do, it requires pro. I mean, that sounds obvious because that's how the PDGA works. And, but it just seemed differently for me at that event. Did you, so you accepted a thousand dollars is what it looks like. That was the payout for the, that yeah. event. And so now you are classified as pro. Um, I'm having a brain freeze when it comes to ratings inside of FPO, but is there a rating cap? and a cash amount that like, so could you reclassify is my point? Could you decide, hey, my rating allows me to play FA1. Could you do that or are you done? You're like, I'm playing pro now. Um, I don't know if you can, I am playing, I'm gonna play pro and I'm not okay. playing FA1 anymore. But I'm pretty sure I could. I think it's 900 maybe in accepting cash. So okay. I could technically still play FA1, but yeah. I'm not going to. I'm kind of pulling it up here, let me see. I don't know if I'm going to find it quick enough and I don't want to waste your time or our listeners time, but I'm so close. Um, a top open women's player will have played at least five years throwing 300 to 375 feet rating guideline. 925 plus is what it's looking like, but I don't know if that's the criteria. That's just a general description of FPO. Um, okay. But you take down this national amateur disc golf tour I'm not going to put words in your mouth. I'll let you say it. Which event was better, Worlds or this tour, or this title? Um, um, personally, I think Worlds was way better. I mean, this one definitely was cool for a couple of reasons because it was streamed on Disc Golf Network, which was awesome. I would not expect to be on Disc Golf Network 
for an amateur event. Um, but I played way better at Worlds, and I feel like a world title itself is just better than the national amateur title. <laughs> I am so down with you on that. I just had to ask the question to see what you would answer with, and I agree. But the fact that you brought up live coverage, I did not watch the live coverage. I've been so busy. I haven't watched a lot of things. I haven't watched Lake Martin, none of them. <laughs> so not recently. Um, did they do equal coverage? Did they follow the women and the men? How did that work? Yeah, they did. So there was a bunch of final nines. There was FPO, MPO, but there was also MP40, FP40, and a bunch of other divisions. And so they followed our group until we got to hole nine. And then they had to keep following us for the playoffs. So they actually had to hold up other groups so they could let us play off. And then the cameraman had to go rushing over to do the MPO side. <laughs> the cameramen are the most worked out exercised people on tour um absolutely yeah well uh about cameras so you uh obviously on camera for this disc golf network event uh being live coverage but you're also on camera for amateur worlds as well uh so it's not your first time being filmed playing disc golf were the nerves less so this time because you've already been around cameras it's is it still kind of nerve-wracking or was it being live did that affect you more um, honestly, personally, I, w I feel like I am during amateur worlds, I was not really affected by the fact that there was cameras. I think it makes me more excited because I'll get to like rewatch myself playing and I want to do better so I can see it. And so I didn't really think about the lab coverage until like after when I, when we, sorry, immediately after I won and we left, um, I went back to Disc Golf Network to rewatch all the coverage. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about that playoff and that event as a whole. So the, the final nine, you were on a, a new course, right? At the brewery, it was kind of um, an existing course, uh, but they kind of shifted around the layouts to make it uh, fit for, you know, having FPL play it. Um, did you get a chance to practice that course um, and kind of it being a safari layout? How well did you know the course going into that round? So I was the only one of the four people on my cards to go out. I practiced it on Tuesday before the tournament, I believe, but they did not have the OB marked and they did not have the islands that were set up there. And even some of the baskets also weren't there. So when I got to the actual tournament, some of the OB, it felt like I didn't even know the course, even though I played it. So, yeah, wow. So, okay. I read your social media and I think this is where we're getting to. You got down to the, the last hole and you said you calculated in your head differently than what your score actually was. So when you tapped out or you finished out the final hole, you did not realize that you were going into a playoff. Is that correct? No, no, no. Do you want me to explain it? You do. I, I'm horrible okay. at explaining how things Sorry. happen for you. I was trying to make my post shorter because I got a word cap, and so I shorted oh. a lot. And okay. it got confusing. But Give yeah, us the I'll, full I'll, version, the too, too yeah. long did not read version. Give it to us. We're no. listening. Okay, so I was really depressed on, on hole nine, and I didn't want to play anymore, but I threw a good shot. I was in a really good spot, but before before any of us threw, we walked up there, as we did on many of the holes, because we were trying to figure out where the OB was, because it was very confusing, especially on hole nine. So when I went up there, there was no OB, nothing marked, so it just looked like a 430-foot-ish par four that was pretty easy, like you throw a second shot, and if it doesn't make it to the basket, easy four. And so we walk up there, and there is an OB line that is 
sectioning off two spots. So it's basically kind of like a double island. You have to throw it down to the bottom, but then throw a kind of blind shot over this hill that goes onto an island that is protected by these can things. <laughs> I'm not sure what they were, but they weren't there before either. And so I threw a good shot and then basically I had to go for the green. I mean, I didn't have much options and it, I couldn't see it at all. I threw what felt like a perfect shot and I just hear this like loud thunk and it was the cans that were protecting the front of the island, which stopped it from making the island and then going back. And so basically I had to rethrow from like 50 feet in front of where I was. I threw onto the island and I had to tap in five. And so Emily threw not as good of a drive, but so she, but she had a really easy layup. So she just laid up to the edge and then threw a couple of shots that didn't make the island. And for some reason in my head, I can't count. And so when she made the island on the third attempt, I thought she had a tap in seven. And so I walk over to her and I give her a hug. And I was, I didn't say anything. I just gave her a hug. And she was like, it's fun playing with you. And so I was like, okay, whatever. And then I walked away to go be sad some more um, and to go figure out what the other two were doing because they were also trying to understand the OB. And then Emily comes back over to me and she's like, hey, we're going to be tied. And then I got really confused and was denying it to her. I was like, no, no, we're not tied. You're going to win, Emily. And then we had this whole thing. And then, yeah, I don't know. Okay. So we're going to be tied is what she said. And first of all, I relate to you not being able to do math in my head very well. Pre-calc. <laughs> Pre-calculus. Yeah. <laughs> to add scores, you got to know calculus. No. Um, so you're like, no, no. So mentally you've already completed your round mentally and you didn't yes. win if you will. And now you're going into a playoff. You've, I guess you finally accepted that. Yes, I'm going to a playoff. And uh, yeah. you start at what hole? Do you remember? Or just some random hole or start hole one and just go from there? If we, we just walked, we had to walk back to hole one. They had to stop whatever group was about to tee off to let us go through. And we ended up just playing one, two, three, four, and five. And, and it would have continued on, so... Yeah, I watched some of the putts you're making. They would make intern Ben or Evan or myself or... Nick Carl, even he's in the he's in the green room. I can see him. We're gonna bring him in, in a minute. Uh, I can make us shake, and you just hit them confidently. And I think that I saw the putt to win. How long was that putt to win, approximately? Um, close, like thirteen, fifteen okay. feet, maybe. I wasn't uh, very far. Thirteen but or fifteen feet. Yeah, that might feel like thirty, right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Look at it. she is so confident. Okay, so let, so congratulations. I think I was gonna miss it. I mean, I don't know. Congratulations, you win it, and that's your second. Well, that's the second large title. One's a major, and then one's a national. I mean, those are two very big events to win. So congratulations on that. Um, let me just ask because we just brought up putting there, and I was saying how it looked like you were very confident, and you thought, yeah, I I, I should hit it. Um, what's the what's the strength of your game? If you had to pick one thing that you said this is good. This is my good part of my game. What is it? Um, I would say probably putting. I don't throw very far. So, I mean, and the build, I feel like the ability to make those putts under pressure also helps to kind of prove that even if my putting wasn't the best this week, that week, but. It was good enough to win. You will always have enough. strokes. You want back. It was good enough to win. And that's, inc it's incredible. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, people look at me and they know I don't throw far, and putting's my strength. That's the only way we survive if we can't throw far. He's you gotta, nasty at putting. You gotta putt good. Uh, okay. Yeah, but so with the win, you earned a tour card uh, for next year, and we I know we talked about it a little bit. You want to finish up school, and that's your priority. Um, but assuming you have summers off, is that something you would look at doing? You also have an invite to the Champions Cup uh, from this win. Are you thinking about hitting a few events, like maybe just do Champions Cup during the spring and then hit a few events during the summer? Is that any of your thought, or is it just, I'm going to stay local until I'm done school? No, I'm, I'm going to go to some of the Pro Tour events next year. Definitely Champions Cup, Music City, Out of Wild, um, U.S. Women's, and probably a couple others. And I would tour during the, during the summer, but unfortunately, they're going to Portland. And Portland is about as far away as you can possibly get from where I am. And then they're going to fly to Europe. I'm not going to Europe. So uh, it's not really the best locations for me to tour during the summer. Well, it sounds to me like you might do about half the tour. Uh, well, maybe compared to last year's tour numbers. This year, there's 2023, there's a lot of events. But that's cool. Um, what's your favorite course that you've ever played? Or, or maybe this year specifically, but maybe one you've ever played, but maybe this year as well. So what, what is that? It's a tough question. Okay, so it doesn't have to be favorite. You just really liked it. This stands out in your head. Um. During Amateur Worlds, so we didn't play it, the FA1 didn't play it, but we played it for mixed doubles, and the men played it. It was called Mesker Park, Mesker Park or something, but it was a hybrid layout between like two courses that were on the property, and I really liked that course. Okay, awesome. And remind me, I am having a massive brain freeze. Did Worlds happen in Florida? Indiana. It happened in Florida Indiana. last year. Okay. It was Sorry. in Princeton, Indiana. Okay, Indiana. Cool. Yeehaw. See, I am way out of it. I, I knew who won. <laughs> I know how it went down. Uh, because my local friend here, Paul Kranz, did you get to meet him yet? Um, I have well, I mean Team after, Dismania, he, won, after he won, we yeah. well, after we won, we saw each other and congratulate each other. But we have never actually talked. We've talked through social media before, but never in person awesome so yeah paul cran's a great guy took down am worlds he's a local to us and so i knew who won it i just don't remember where it was i think he traveled to i don't remember where he traveled after that i felt like maybe it was florida or something champions cup usdg something i'm i am mixed up but <laughs> he went to usdgc he played usdgc the course sounds really cool that's one of my favorite parts of travel and i'm sure it is for you as well uh before we let you go non-disc golf no, let's do one more disc golf. We kept you a little longer than we said. I apologize for that. But let me get one more question. Do you actually no see you're a, a sophomore in high school? Do you actually see disc golf as a viable career option? Like, I know where you're at right now, but is there any part of you that's like, you know what? I'm going to work hard and like that could be my career. Um, I really want it to be a career. I feel like it doesn't seem like the best source of income and like living, but at the same time, it's something I really enjoy and I want it to be my career. So I'm definitely going to work for it and see if it works out. Awesome. And when you say that, that I'm glad you answered as you know, honestly and just transparently as you could there, disc golf financially has come so far um, that, yeah, I think if you, if you, if you stick around, the sport's going to keep paying out deeper and deeper and the sponsorships will keep going deeper and deeper. So that's 
that's cool to hear you're going to try for it. And then this last one, not disc golf related, although I guess it could be somehow. It's your answer to give. What are some other things you like to do for fun besides disc golf in 27 tournaments this year? Like you're doing something else. It's dark outside. There's no, you're not outside playing disc golf. Like what's something you choose to do as a hobby? I, I like have no other hobbies. Oh my God. Before disc golf, anything? <laughs> I didn't do anything. I've, I've played other sports, but I was not any good at them. Okay. I played soccer and gymnastics, but. So if you weren't talking to the Nick and Matt show tonight, what would you be doing? Um, I <laughs> Practicing. Would... <laughs> um, no, I have putting league. I'm leaving in like 20-ish minutes. Okay. So the, yeah, so, so putting league, disc golf is your thing. Uh, that's yeah. really cool. Um, we're happy to have had you on the show. It took a little while to get you here, but man, it's the right time you had worlds and then you took down the national amateur disc golf tour. Congratulations on that. I'm sure we're going to be seeing more of you out there, um, showing up and we'll be talking about you on the Nick and Matt show. If you're at these events and we see your name, we'll, we'll make our picks. We'll see where you land, but we'll talk about you. So thank you for making the time to come on here. Good luck at putting league. Is there anybody you'd like to shout out or say anything before you go? Um, shout out to my sponsors, disc mania. Nashville Disc Golf Store and Zone Quick Sticks and everyone watching. Awesome. Thanks again, Candace. Have a great evening. Thank oh, you. Cadence. Cadence. I, I did it. <laughs> Look at her you. face. She went, uh. She's like, uh, Candace. <laughs> yeah. So if people don't know, and, I, and she's still sitting here, so I'm going to apologize with her on air. People don't know I tend to be less dyslexic. I mean, dyslexic. I, I do that with numbers. I can do phone numbers, Cadence almost backwards without trying someone says what's a phone number i can almost do it backwards it's crazy it's an it's an accidental thing so when i see your name cadence my brain says candace and you already corrected me earlier off air so we got that fixed we have to clip that we, we when you said candace her face you went thank you <laughs> do not call me candace awesome again i apologize but we're very glad to have you yes. all right okay, have, a, have a great evening a takedown putting league thank you you too all right have a good one bye yeah. The absolute joys of live disc golf talk. Uh, let's go three up if you have it. There. Oh, welcome to the show, Nick Carl. Everybody. Look at what this. Up? What's welcome. up, everybody? Is he? Is my mic and all that good? I was just gonna yeah. say it looks like it. Yeah, should be. <laughs> I forget if Gain's supposed to be. No, actually, I, I think I have it right. Man, so what's up, everybody? Listen, dude, you're lucky you don't do stupid, whatever. Like it's call cool. people That's not like their names. I feel like I listened to it the last 10 minutes and it was just kind of funny because Matt was like, I don't know where Worlds was. And then he gets the name wrong. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> did you know did where Am Worlds into? was? Yeah, that, that, that's a that's tough, a tough no, trivia I, question. I'm not I, 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 actually I knew it because no I'm staring at it because I was okay. prepared, Matt. Yeah. I have her major history right here. Prepared knowing like the course names? Come on. Like I knew I, she I played. Didn't know the, I actually I looked at it as you were talking about it. And All right. Because there's pools, it didn't say who played what. This is make um, Matt look dumb. Just I, get it. I wouldn't have known if Paul didn't win. Thanks, Ben. You can keep coming over. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, Nick, Evan, Evan's sweet microphone, man. He just splurged uh, tell us about why you got this microphone evan i know the nick and matt show is a big deal in your life and everything but like <laughs> what, yeah, what happened so, here yeah we have some uh pretty cool off-season plans um gonna be doing a podcast on the disc golf network with myself uh dion who you may see on league net occasionally and hans 
who has done podcasts in the past, and but Carl. not in the disc golf world. Uh, maybe some special appearances from the uh, from the Carl. Whoops, <laughs> from Carl. I'll say, I'm uh, like, wait, Carl, if you wanna uh, let us know, uh, make a special appearance. But uh, no, for the most episodes, it'll be us three talking some cool stats on the Disc Golf Network. So fancy mic'd up, testing it out on the Nick and Matt show. Uh, and so far, so good. All right, Nick, I yeah. have finally arrived to the place where I'm going to tell the world about a product Let's that go. I told you about like two years ago. And Wait, we should see if he remembers. <laughs> no, we should not see no if he chance. remembers. He could guess yeah. a lot of products. Oh, he, he is bombarded I'll, with I'll products. Let you go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This product, you will not forget the name. It is Safari Knockers. No. Mm -hmm. Safari Knockers, everybody, is described on their website as exceedingly portable disc golf targets. Now, go, go ahead and just go to the, uh, the disc. There we go. So this, my friends, let me play it for you. If you're listening while you're driving around, you're not going to be able to see this, but I can explain. There is an individual throwing a disc That's on nice. a very cool beat shot, hitting a pole, like a, a four or five foot tall pole that is attached to a wooden base, a weighted wooden base. And it is very portable to the point where you can, you can see in this picture here, you can, so picture, I'm trying to think for people listening in the audience, picture like a, a rake handle, right? Now I'm really doing it lack, lack of justice, but a rake handle that can break into two parts by unscrewing and a base, and it can fit in your disc golf bag. Now they have everything on here from purchasing to how to play the game. Uh, they describe it as playing with knockers. Um, safari knockers can be used in the same way as portable baskets, just such as for practice rounds but these are ultra portable and the best. So here, here, all right, let's go back to the cameras because there's so much writing here to describe this <laughs> wonderful product. But here's what I want to do. Two years ago, this product was brought to my attention and I took them with me when I went up into the white mountains of New Hampshire. And I know disc golfers listening right now are going to relate to this. How often, and Nick, Evan, anybody, Ben, you're driving around and you see a spot, you're going down the highway and you're like, that would be the coolest place to play disc golf or to, to have one hole. Just make it one hole. Yeah, of course. Right. No, Everybody there's, raises there's, that. Even there's, on there's courses. You could do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone raises their hand. Mm -hmm. uh, Evan, when I told you about this product, you said something awesome. Because I was like, okay, you see this hole that you're envisioning. You're, you're in the mountains or you're walking across a state park, wherever you are, right? And you're carrying a basket, or I've said you're carrying these sticks, and you said something that struck me as really funny, but so accurate. What was that? Do you remember? Yeah, I was like, if you're carrying these knockers, you'll look way less weird uh, going to find the sweet <laughs> spot. Because right. imagine if like you didn't know disc golf, and you see someone carrying a practice basket like over their shoulder, you're gonna be like, well, like, what is that, and what is that guy doing? And but when you see the knockers, especially when they're folded up in the bag, like they just look like, like oh. hiking poles. You would think nothing of it. You're just like, like oh yeah, normal like guy. guy. Just, Enjoying the woods. And, uh, and then when you see them throwing yeah. uh, frisbees at a pole, like they might ask questions, but it definitely <laughs> looks way less weird than carrying, you know, this big object of chains. Okay. And so you have way less knows. weird, but, and you're right. It's almost like a walking stick if you want it to be that way. <clears throat> and you're not exhausted. They, I think they weigh like four, four and a half pounds and they wow. fit into your disc golf bag. Like, the base can fit in as like a disc, if you will, and the sticks break into two portions. They're hickory, 
is my understanding. And they use a copper part to this. It's marine grade paint. So like the quality here is not lacking. I used this product on my trip with my boys. We saw this park. It was called like Fox, not Fox Run Meadows. <laughs> it was like Fox oh, Park in New Hampshire or something. And it's one of those parks where you step into the park and there's no disc golf baskets and you go, this needs disc golf baskets. Everything from like amazing rock walls, elevation, like massive stairs down grass hills, ponds. I mean, the whole thing. And what we did is we brought these there and we had two and we'd set one up on one side and one on the other and you'd play from one to the other. And the goal here that is unique, and I just got to get it out. This product really does excite me. I am legitimately a fan. I only talk about things I like on this show. It's different. First, you have to hit a pole. So your accuracy for the target practicing your putting is really high. You have to hit the pole and not hitting it. How many times have you played disc golf guys with someone brand new? And they're like, so if you hit metal, is it good? Remember, have you ever heard that? Yeah. <laughs> All the time yeah. with knocker sticks. It's not that way. It's you have to knock them over. And that's where the name comes from. So it, it's really extremely fun. That's all I can say. You could do practice putting games. You could set them up 40 feet apart, go back and forth with them with someone playing, try to knock them over. The whole thing that I liked the most, and I'll wrap it up with this. And you guys are going to get to try these as well. It's super fun. The thing that I liked the most is how easy it was for me to experience a disc golf hole anywhere I was. That was the coolest part for me. In fact, I was walking through the White Mountain Trails and I had these with me. And I would say, look down this trail way down here and I would set one up on the edge of a cliff or something, right? And like, you could do it wherever you were. And it was my boys, I loved it. Ex excellent, excellent product. Uh, grateful that I was introduced to this. This is brand new. I don't want to say exclusive, but this is brand new. Literally, the website is launched. Nobody else that I'm aware of has seen this. So you can find it here. Safari Knockers, as you'd expect to spell it. Safari and then K-N-O-C-K-E-R-S, knockers.com. The Christmas season, the holiday season is upon us. You just want to buy a gift for no reason for the disc golfer who has everything. This is a product you definitely want to check out. It excites me in every way. I, I honestly believe you'll love it. Like, I don't know what else to say. You're driving down the road, you see a spot. I'm thinking about doing this. Maybe the Nick and Matt show, we can do this. We could go down to like Worcester and play yeah. like, like city golf and Ooh. just like set them up. Let's go down Ooh. to Elm Park. Or That's Elm what Park. I'm thinking. Yeah. So I, I'm just excited about this product. This is the first announcement of it ever. If you hear about it, go at least, we've supported disc golf brands over the last couple of years, like mm -hmm. startups. They don't need us, but they're using us like, uh, we've had Max Wax. We've had other things where like the product is something we're excited about and they're a new startup. Go give Safari Knockers a check out and, and purchase them. It's extremely fun. Can't wait for you guys to try them. And, and that's, that's awesome. I mean, I don't have anything else to say. I'm sure I'll find other things to say next week and the week after. It's an exciting product. So, all right. Nick, you made it to Tennessee. I did. I finally got here about, let's see. 25 minutes ago or so. Nashville? Yep. Nice. Yep. The Is that, here I go again. Let's look dumb mad. I know I'm going to stick something in my mouth. Isn't that like rock and roll, like Hall of Fame area? Uh, I'm or sure country probably music is not here. Not rock and country, roll. That's yeah. Cleveland. I think it's just general yeah. See, music and country. No, it's music in general. It's dude. Cleveland. So, it's it's well, country actually, music yeah. central or something. Yeah, something like I was actually, I was here last week as well. Actually, I flew last week when I came down and visited. And then now I drove down because I'm spending a little bit more time down here. 
But last week when I was in the airport, I got there early enough to have some time to get food at a restaurant. And about four or five of the restaurants that I passed all had live music at them. And you know how, like, if you go to Vegas, everywhere in the airport has slot machines. If you go to Nashville, everywhere in the airport just has live music. It's, I don't know, it's oh, pretty cool. Oh, in the airport? The first, yeah, in the airport. Oh, wow. Like, in the restaurant that I was eating at, in the airport, there was just a dude and some other guy playing uh, guitar and bass. It was fun. That's like Vegas and, like, slot machines and casinos. Like, you get yeah. off the airplane and you're like, there, let's just put some money in the machine. That's what he said, Yeah, man. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. So. It's like what it is. I'm yeah. reading in the chat, guys. <laughs> yeah. The owner of knocker sticks. Mm -hmm. He says every golfer can appreciate a good pair of knockers. So go get yourself one. There you go. All right. So nice. Good tagline. <laughs> good tagline. All right. <laughs> let's let's move into what? a quick discussion surrounding we've got still a lot to cover here, but we have an hour to do it. Divisions renamed. Nick, you are no longer MPO. You are I'm sorry, MPO. You're, yes, no, that, that's the same. That's the same. Yeah. So all the amateur divisions, um, not ratings based, although some of those change, but as generally speaking, there used to be what would be a descriptor name yep. attached to MA1, okay? Mixed Amateur 1. And it would be called uh, Advanced Men. And you had MA2, Mixed Amateur 2, which was Intermediate. And then they went, for those of you who don't know this, back when I started, you didn't even know about MA3 or MA4. But as the years came along, last year and so on, you have MA3 being classified as recreational and MA4 being classified as novice. I'm it, Similarly to the F, FA1, so on and so forth division, it just changed it to be specific to the female division. So, Evan, you've been ranting about this or at least trying to pick our brains and our ears for like a year, I think. So when this happened, there was celebration in your head at the very least. But tell us, what was it about? <laughs> yeah, what was it about these divisions that you think they got right? Yeah. So, kind of, it all stems from. Uh, I think advanced, like that, makes perfect sense. When you get to intermediate, like sure, that's that's intermediate, and that makes perfect sense. I started at intermediate. I have tried to leave, but haven't left. <laughs> as far as competitive, like still intermediate, makes sense. My problem really gets when you got to rec and a novice, which you mentioned that you don't really see those very often in, in New England. I don't think I've ever seen novice ever, but around the country, you do see it more often. Um, but rec and novice, I just thought the names were kind of really, I, I, I want to say demeaning. Um, and especially if you're a competitive player who's maybe rated like under 850, rec is the perfect division for you but you might not feel like a rec player. Like you might, you might have a grip bag. You might have, you know, 200 discs or well, something. What does recreational house, even really mean? You're competitive about it, but you're really competitive about it. You're just, you're, that's how good you are. And that's okay. So you're not a rec player. And a lot of people saw the rules as if it's rec, it's kind of like, Oh yeah, you're there just to have fun, which some people are, and that's okay. But the rules are just kind of for fun. You don't need to follow them. Like, yeah, you can, you know, have foot faults and all this stuff. And not that people are going to be really picky about an amateur anyways, but it kind of gives this uh, feel of, yeah, it's not really important. It's, it's, you know, you're not good. Who cares? And I don't really think that should be how it is at all. It's just, it's people who care about disc golf who just aren't as good. And then especially when you get to novice, we don't see it a lot in new England, but other places with more players, you'll see it more. And it, it's just kind of a hard way to say like novice to me is you just started playing like less than a year ago. And I don't know the rating. It's about like what 700 to 800 ish. So it, 
they might not feel like a novice and it kind of seems demeaning where, yeah, they, they're not going to be called intermediate. You don't want to call them like a beginner novice. They might be playing for a few years. It's just a lot harder well, on the words. And like, what is the point of a word? Like the divisions make perfect sense. Like you can call themselves division four, which is what it is now is <laughs> M A or F A four. Yeah. Like that's perfect. But the name novice, it just, it's novice. It, it sounds bad to 849 is what Todd in the chat just said. Thanks for that. And here's the point is they Dan That's, Stort yeah. Roddick, a founding father of disc golf in our sport. He would be considered in the novice division. And that's what the PDGA points out is like, come on, like he's been around the longest. He is not a novice player. So uh, his, yeah. well, if, if his age determines it, he could be a legend. You know, depending. You can go from novice so, to legend, just have, depending. Yeah, well, I mean, if <laughs> age is, you know, what it is, then I don't know. My kind of take on it is, like, I I like how they're calling it FA one, MA one, FA two, on and on and on. Yeah. Um, I didn't think novice was that bad. Recreational was the one where I was like, that word kind of <laughs> needs to change up because I get it. Rec does kind of sound a little bit weird, but novice is, you know, someone of, let's say, a lower skill set. They're a novice. They're like if you were to call them a noob or something like that, like it's a new person, <laughs> yeah. it's a new person in the sport. And so they're a novice at it. And then as you get to the next one, you know, whatever that word may be, and then amateur and then pro. Yep. So I didn't think they were the yep. worst things. Recreational was the only one that I was kind of like, eh, that can go N name wise, not division name. -wise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't think any part of me was sitting around being like, oh, these are misclassified, but I will say I am happy for those. It, it's people like me who think these things up, but that was not something I thought up. I was just like, mm -hmm. it didn't, didn't stand yeah. out to me. When Evan, you told me about this, I want to say it was, I don't know, six months ago or three months, whatever it was. I thought to myself, oh, it's a persuasive argument. Yeah. Wreck. Like, why are we saying wreck and novice? Like, again, it's a, it's a division that doesn't get played often in New England. Um, I do think it's expanding. And I've said this before, as the divisions expand, eventually you're not only going to have AM day, you're going to end up having like division days. Like it's going to be like AM one day. I think as the future, go, it'll just be crazy, but it's yeah. going to be well, what it's like it is. amateur weekends and pro weekends right now are one of the big things to wear. Um, like that's how a lot of tournaments, especially when I play Massachusetts or down in Virginia now, where we just played an A tier and it was a pro only weekend for the A tier. So in any sort of pro division, X amount of them played over at one course, the other played at the there other course. Go. And then next weekend, it's all the amateurs playing on the same two courses, but they have their own weekend for it. Yeah. And I think the multiple courses grow. Yeah. Yeah. As this <clears throat> golf continues to grow, that's what we're going to see. And I'm someone who at times I love playing multiple courses. At other times I love playing one course. This was a great weekend to play due to two different courses, you know, so. I will, I'm going to, I'll wrap up with this. I've said it before. I don't need to keep pounding and banging the drum. Although I was able to get the ear of the PDGA the other day, not officially, not in like an official capacity. Like I wasn't at their, like their annual meeting or anything, but I was talking to people who were serve on the board and I was like, you know, one day, just like all these divisions are expanding because you have age protected divisions like eventually there will be a world championship for like 12 and under like, or, or the, or the event itself is going to expand so large that it will be, you know, 120 or 150 players in the 12 and under division. Like it's going to, mm -hmm. it's going to keep expanding unless they want to say, no, we're just going to limit it to, you know, top 20 yeah. in each division, like the best of the world. But I guess my point is at these tournaments locally, like mm -hmm. 
you, how many divisions are there now? Literally, how many PDGA divisions are there? There's like 40 a lot. or more. Like, yeah. if you have a tournament, how do you cater to everybody? Like, you're going to have to make it like, hey, exclusive to divisions eventually. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, that was talking uh, tournaments, uh, division, not tournaments, but divisions, which is really where that matters. Um, I have a surprise game for everybody here. Woo! Nobody's prepped on this. And Except for you. No, I didn't even prep. I actually used my kids to help with the prep, meaning so like I wouldn't do Look the at prep. That. Yeah. And I don't know if they're up. They're always upstairs. Sometimes they're watching this. Sometimes they're not. We'll see if they are. They can play along. So can the chat play along? So presented by play along, chat. Double G Craft Jerky. Double G Craft Jerky. We've talked about it all year. The jerky is the best jerky that I've ever had. I'm going to grab. Sorry, oh, that was a horrible sound. Is this going to be a taste testing? No, Darn it. but I just that, did think about it. Hard. I didn't prepare by sending you guys your jerky, but th there's a couple pieces left, Ben. This is what a throwback. This is like six months ago. People don't like when I eat on air, so I'm just going to set that down and eat it. No, after. only Hannah doesn't like when you eat on air. Everyone else loves, loves it. it. Oh. They're like, Matt. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Okay. Eat. Yeah. Literally so good. My mouth is watering. The perfect flavor. And this is the original. I love Double G Craft Jerky. Absolutely, by far, the best jerky I've ever had. Mm -hmm. They have one for everybody. They have some that's like soft and succulent or tender and succulent. And then they've got like spicy. Then they've got like the original, the barbecue, Paul McBeth, all this. They could cause the whole thing. But they're presenting this game tonight. I got to chew this jerky. <laughs> <laughs> they're presenting the game. And this is a two-part game. What you do tonight in this game, Nick, is going to matter greatly when we get to the end of the game, which is not tonight. Okay. It is going to be some form of eating contest, okay? As in, it could be spicy, it could be gross, it could be whatever. We're going to figure it out. We haven't decided the, the actuals of that yet. But the way you place in this game determines what order you get to pick from what the options are to eat. So, like... You're like, oh. Nick's, like, if we all pick it and it's hot sauce left, Nick's eating the hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if he gets the that win is. here after two, two nights of this, two shows of this, then he'll get to pick first. Okay? So that's the general gist of it. The way this game is played, thank you, Double G Craft Jerky, for this. This is going to be really fun. Is without looking, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and pull it up without looking and then i'll have it ready for reference but this is how unprepared i am um and you better be watching first of all watching what what i'm doing uh, yeah wow dgpt.com i'm clicking on standings and now i'm not going to look okay we are basing this off of how golf is scored the lower points the better okay, okay. what you have to do and this is this is gentleman's honor we are going to trust that you either wrote it down or you're not going to change your number in I'll your head. Down. Okay. We have to say where we think these players landed in disc golf pro tour standing results. <clears throat> this is not how many, how many questions are there? There's 10. There'll be five MPO okay. five FPO. We have to say when I list a name out, here's where I think they landed. We look at the numbers, and then if you're five off, you get five points. If you're two off, you get two, so on and so forth. If you're zero, you're They're perfect. placing, right? Like one to ten? Nope. So oh, I'm going to say a name. 
you pick where you think they landed in the Pro Tour standing results. Standings, yeah. Yes, standings. For 2022. Yep, not you just ranking. It's literally what was there for standings, yes. In fact... Like, Ricky Wysocki would be one. I don't want to look, but... Okay, 2022 MPO. Okay. <clears throat> so, let's just get the first one out of the way. If you nail all of these and you have zero points at the end of tonight, you're probably going to choose whatever you want from that list. Maybe we can have a piece of pizza in or there or lobster. something. Or a lobster. Or oh, caviar. Ooh. Oh, I love lobster. <clears throat> And I don't know how to involve the audience in this quite yet, but I would like to do as part of this a subscription giveaway of the of Double G Craft Jerky. So I'll figure out a way to do that, but stay tuned for this. You're going to have to know something from this game. I think that's what we'll do. Come episode two of this game, we're going to do some trivia from this game, like what happened when Matt answered whatever. And they, if they get it right, we'll let them give an option and we'll give them a subscription to Double G Craft Jerky. So here we go. Name number one, presented by Double G Craft Jerky. Can you guess it? Where did they land this year as the Finnish Disc Golf Pro Tour stands? Play along, chat. Play along driving your car, you're at work. This will be fun. See if you can beat us. Adam, so no one read the chat. Adam Hammis. Yeah, don't read. No, we can't read the chat. I'm watching you, Ben, your eyes. Oh, Ben's eyes are reading. <clears throat> okay, Adam Hammis. We're going to do it one by one here. Adam Hammis, I'm going to think to myself where he landed. And this could be really bad. If you're, like, way off, you lose, like, right away. So, Adam Hammis. I've got a number. Is everyone else locked in? I'm locked. No, not yet. I'm locked in. Oh, right. I am. I'm hating myself right now. <laughs> I know. This is killer. Okay. Um, let's go with intern Ben first. Um, oh, man. I'm going to say, well, I already had it yeah. in my head. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, 35. Sounds... All right, Nick, what do you got? 22. 22. Dang. I had 21. Evan. Oh, no way. I had 21. Whoa, dude. Oh, there we go. This is awesome. Is. Neither of us are pulling away really fast here. That's good. I know it makes Ben's me feel about a little to better. get a fat oh. amount of points. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's yeah, true. Okay, ben, I'm scrolling. Adam was not I'm in scrolling. the play Wait, in. this is tough. How do I do this? We're going to have to just keep track because I can't look now. I can't look to see where it is. Keep track yeah. of who because yeah, otherwise just, I'll yeah, see everybody. I don't know how uh, you're going to Go through that. all them. Yes, go write this down next to your little sheet. Yeah, write it down next to your little sheet or in your phone. I'm going to go ahead and give the number here and then we'll tally it all up. I said 21. Okay. Aaron Gossage. Now we can play along like we have. We just won't look till the end. So yeah. Aaron Gossage, I'm going to come up with a name here, a number. Okay, I got my number. Let me know when you guys are locked in. Me too. I'm yep. not ready yet. You're not. I, he's scrolling. I see him. He's scrolling. Yeah, he's I'm scrolling. not ready yet. He's <laughs> the man's no, putting going into his database. He's doing all the queries. He's got I, Hans in his back pocket. I don't pocket. need queries to look at a web page. <laughs> Bro, um, you are querying right now. All right. Still enjoying it. my double G craft jerky. Okay, let's go in reverse. Evan, you're I, first. I was looking at this early specifically for Aaron Gossage, so I'm going to be super disappointed with myself. You're up. Go ahead, Evan. I already, I'm already up. I already don't like my answer. I'm too high. I said 17. Dang. That's too high. That's too high. I have 16. Oh. All right, I Nick. I have 12. 12. Oh. I, I think that's, that's closer to right. I have 16 as well. Okay. Is Ben writing these down? I don't know if he is. He's holding up his phone. I can't see it clearly, but. All right. As long as Matt can see it in person. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to rewatch this 
to make sure that you guys aren't cheating. So. <laughs> We're gonna watch our eyes. Evan, you're the one with the queries, yeah. brother. Hey, you can tell you can tell if I'm scrolling to a different thing because my face will light up. That's <laughs> true. So. Um, the chat so far, it's hard to know. Hey, chat. Can I look at the chat? Okay, now? good. Yeah. I was just gonna say that yes, because we've locked no, don't it look in. at the chat. No, we've locked look it in. The chat. We've, we've locked, locked it in. in. No, 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 no chat. To okay, leave. okay, no chat to. The if end. we lock, we can't sure, change sure. our name. So, someone's oh. gonna just print out a list of exactly. the top That's twenty. That, yep, no chat till the end. All right, we'll no have to come to back to this. James Conrad. Um. Dang, why is this feeling so hard to me? Cranes, okay. Gronrad? Man. All right, I'm, I've got a number, and I'll go first here. Uh, 15, and let's go to Nick, if you're ready, Nick. 25. Oh, no, we're really, we're it's all so... over the board. Ben, what do you have for a number? 18. <clears throat> 18 for Ben. Evan. I had 10. It was a little bit of scribble, but you can see I it. Say, I feel like he was lower, but then I was kind of like, you know what, maybe not. No, you're way too high, Nick. You're getting points. Yes. I'm sorry. Hey, that's I all love right. Evan's confidence. You're getting a few. <clears throat> I might not be 10, but it's under 15. Promise. <sighs> I said 15, so okay, we'll see. I'll drink some hot sauce if I'm wrong right there. <laughs> well, we're still going to have a second version of this game presented by Double G Craft Jerky next week. And again, we'll be giving away a subscription of this, which is really cool. So play along. again. What happens during this episode here, maybe during the game, will be a part of how you win uh, the prize next week if you play along. Um, okay. Isaac Robinson. Huh. Wow. I think I have this exactly right. <clears throat> I have pretty... now. Okay. So Nick, Nick's up first Wait, if he's ready, uh, but don't say it. I'm because, not ready okay. Yet. Oh. Ben's not ready. He's thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Pick. All right. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Go ahead. Got it. 28. 28. Oh, man. I am going with. Oh, no, Ben, you're up. 22. And then Evan. Y'all are getting points. I said 15. I said 17. I'm putting a dollar that it's exactly 15. No, you're just you're, a dollar. You're wrong. Okay. Sorry. Here we go. Oh. Drew Gibson. This dude, do these come quick hard. to you? <laughs> like, oh, I know right where they landed. Drew Gibson. Um, this is going to be Nick just went first. It's going to be back ben. to Ben as first. So when Ben's ready, all right, I got Drew Gibby at twenty-one. Let's go. <laughs> Let's is go, Evan. Said. Uh, oh, is it you? Yeah, Evan can go. I got twenty-one as well. All right, I got eighteen. I definitely yeah. thought he had a better year than that, but I said nine. Whoa. That's too high. Nick's going to drink hot sauce. He's teens. <laughs> I don't know. He... I don't know. Ben's first answer true. is going to get him pulled. <laughs> That's Dude, true. Where did Adam even, like, he played? I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't even recall. I know he wasn't on. on the play. We're going to review so... them and then look them up, and then it'll be yeah. so funny to see how bad we did. I didn't okay, recall. here we go. Those are our MPO going to FPO. Oh, he did play. He just didn't <clears> make past the first round. It's probably hard for people driving around or at work to keep track of this. They're like, I got to work. I can't keep doing this. But here we go. Stacy Ronsley. This oh is going boy. to get, yeah, it's going to get That's like tough. really interesting. That's tough. Wait, can I ask how many people are in the playing for female? No. no. Oh, five. There's five females we're doing here. Five F. Not, not the playing. Uh, no, you the, don't get, no, you can't no. ask that. This is all part no. of the you got to know. 
Oh, never mind. It doesn't even matter about the <clears throat> tour championship. This is just the whole season. This is the I thought season it was people who were standings. in the tour championship. Nope. Okay. If you thought it was in the tour championship, then how did you guess 30? Oh, because 36. I thought he played in okay. for Got a second it. there. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cat merch. Oh, wait. Sorry. Wait, we didn't do Stacey. Let's, let's go over Ron's league. That's right. So go ahead. Uh, everyone ready? I think it's me. Yeah. Okay, Evan. Nick, you ready? All right, I went 22. This one got me. I don't know. <laughs> I went 16. Nick? 28. 28? Oh, man. I man. went 18. 18. All right. Here we go. I already leaked out the next one here, but it's cat merch. Merchandise. Uh, man. All right. Um, I'm ready. Let me know when you guys are. Yep. You ready? I'm ready. Ben? Yeah. I'm going 13. Nick? Ooh, 14. 14. Ben? Seven. Seven. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Ben's right back in it, and y'all are getting points because oh, I got no. seven. You both said seven. Good job if that's it. Here it's we Seven or eight, I promise you. <clears throat> A dollar on that. Here we go. Haley King. Oh, oh, <laughs> she was like two events. Oh, man. Maybe three. I'm really struggling with this one. I'm going to get so many points right now because I think I'm going way bad. Um, I don't know. All right. Uh, it's going to be Nick. Let us know when you're ready. You guys good? Ben, you good? Yes. Yes. Go ahead, Nick. 18. Oh, boy. Go ahead, Ben. 20. Go ahead, Evan. 25. I feel a little better when the stat guy says it. 24 is what I got. 24. All right. Two more to go here in FPO. He's got Hans's back pocket. <laughs> He's just texting someone. It's like, okay, I'm going to say this. No offense to Hans doesn't. I don't think he knows the pro tour standings <laughs> in and out. I got like 15 stat elites who would help me out in an instant. Stat and they would all from heart. Um... Yeah, it's on delay. Our our stream's on delay by a little bit. It'd be too fa too slow. Evan's like, give me a little more time. A little more time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm feeling I'm feeling calm with this. I I can win with no help. All right, here we go. If I had help, I'd go like three total points for the whole thing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay, Alexis Mandahano. Uh, Alexis, not to be confused with her sister Valerie. What is that? Dang. All right, I'm ready. I don't know if it's me first, but I kind of feel like it was. No, it's Ben. Okay. Uh, 16. Evan, you ready? Yeah, 16. I was writing her name Whoa, at the end. Whoa, you just keep calling me, brother. All right, I'm we're, going we're freaky right 20. now. I'm impressed with you, Ben. 20. Why are you so cocky? Like, you know this. Nick says 13. All right, and then the last I, one. I gotta be. Ella Hansen. Home. <laughs> Ella, please come to my mind. Home. What number? Home. All right, got it. <laughs> All right, it's going to be, is it Evan first now? I'm lost. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll go for it. I got nine. <laughs> no way, Ben. No <laughs> I'm way. I'm not even kidding. Nine. Let's go, Ben. Let's go. If you knew how loud That's Ben's crazy. laugh was in my ear, because it, it's it's pre-compressor. It's just like screaming in my ears. Okay. Um, I did six. 
I did seven. Ah, we're all in the right yeah, ballpark. Sure. It's going to come right, down now, to. Yeah. Now that we've done the names to it, how many females are in the Pro Tour Championships? Uh, I think it was 20 with the play-in. Was it 20 with the play-in? I thought it was 16 with the play-in. That's so what that I thought. Might I thought be why some of my numbers Because oh. I, I, I thought it was Pretty 32 sure for men with four people playing in for 36, and then I thought it was 16 with four people playing in for FPO. It, it trims down to 16. I guess there would be five with two going advancing. Um, I so, can tell you what it is. It was, are we done? Uh, it was 15 through 19 qualified for play-in. So that would mean 16 made it in. Oh, okay. So maybe when my numbers aren't terrible. Yeah, maybe we're not terrible. So here we go. Again, this is everybody's honor. It would be fun in the chat if you kept track of this. Again, it's your honor. Yeah, like, as in, like, you just can't lie yeah. here. It won't be as fun. Yes, so let's go through and um, next points. It's just literally how far off the number oh, okay, you are, okay. and we're gonna double check if if for instance you said if the number actual is sixteen and you said twenty one, how many points do you get, Ben? Five. Five. That's correct. <clears throat> that's how it's played. Simple. Adam Hammond. Simple tomorrow. calculus math, right? Great calculus. All right. Let's here we it. go. Adam Ham and I'm gonna keep track of the points here 35. for myself. Come on, Adam. Hamas, I might have to do like a, a find option here, but let's see if I can Control find Control F. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he was 17th. Oh, my Ooh. goodness. <laughs> Ben's going to eat hot sauce. I don't know what it is. We'll figure it out. 27. Okay, so I got four points. How many did you get, Ben? 18. <laughs> what did I say? Evan got four. I got five. five. So Evan and I are oh technically in the lead goodness. out of the gate by one. All right, here we go. Uh, Aaron Gossage. Was yes, he was sixteen. I nailed it on the Me head. Too. Oh. All right, I you got sixteen. Yeah. Wow, that's a good comeback though, Ben. So that's zero. What'd you get for that one? Four. I got four. Evan, I got one. Oh, that's good. I'm actually. I'm gonna write the um Adam. You said was seventeen. Oh yeah, I'm and not then, writing that. I'm just writing the difference in the numbers. Yeah, yeah. but I, I'm just gonna write it down for my own. And then Aaron was what? Uh, 16. Aaron 16. was sixteen. I can't believe I said okay. Adam so high. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Here we go. James Conrad. He was 12th, and I had Ooh, him as 15, my big one. so I got three points. That's my big one. What did you have him as? 18. I had him as 25, so I got 13 on that one. 13. Ooh, you got, got two, two points, Evan? Okay. What did you get, I had him ben? at 14. 24, so I got six. Okay. Ooh, I had him at 14, then I changed it to 10. That's kind of funny. <laughs> that was too off All right. Way. Isaac Robinson. Come on, Isaac. Ooh. Okay, Isaac Robinson is uh, uh, 15. Yeah, you, yeah, I put a oh, dollar so he on jumped that. way up at the end. I didn't think he jumped because when we had him on the podcast, he was like, yeah, <laughs> that's I why. Got in, I just, I'm not uh, in the play-in anymore. That's why I literally was just calling back to that podcast. You said, okay. you said 15th? Yes. I had yeah. him as 17th, so I got two points there. Anybody else, Evan? I got another 13er. I had 15. Oh. I put it on the record. I was betting a dollar on that one. Okay, so. so zero there. Chalk it up. What'd you get, Ben? Uh, 15 to 22, seven. Okay. And then Drew Gibson. This one was kind of... Drew Gibby. Are you kidding me? I'm serious, guys. No preparation for this at all. I had my kids pick names, like, randomly. I wrote this down. I didn't even look at the website. He, he is 18th, and I guess 18th. Darn it. So... Zero here for me on that one. Guys, all of that, like, me getting stuff wrong the whole show to this point is, is being made up right now. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I, apparently, I, I know no, disc I got nine on that one. Okay, nine. What'd you get, Ooh. Evan? 
I got uh, three on that one. Ben? Three. I okay. Think as well. After MPO round, what's your total points? 34. <laughs> Yikes. I got 10. What do you got? Oh, I, got I got more than that. Yeah, we I got know. 9, 22, 35, yeah. 44. 34? 44. 44. Let's go. Yeah. Five, this four, was the so plan for this game. Nick has to drink hot sauce. We wanted yeah. Nick to drink hot sauce. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, let's see FPO. Let's see FPO. Wait, 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 Matt, Matt, where are you at? Nine. Oh, I'm getting you though. I got a few on you. FPO. Here we go. <laughs> Ronsley's getting, Ronsley might hurt me though. We'll see. Can't I, I, I want to see some of these numbers coming in here. We're seeing some totals in the chat come in. 20, 22, 27, 18, 21, 15. Oh, wait. No, they're doing names next to those ones. So maybe I'm wrong here. But all right. We'll have to look for totals in a minute. All right. Moving on to Stacy Ronsley. Ronsley. Hold on. This Udis site always, like, is trying to crash my browser. Give me a second. Okay. FPO. Too much information. Stacy Ronsley. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Uh-oh, I'm scrolling further than I wanted to. No. Did I miss it? Oh, come on, please. Ronsley. Oh, no. This is my bad one. <laughs> Stacy Ronsley, 32. No. Oh. That's bad for everyone. Is Nick no. making a comeback? Four points. Wow. I, I tied <sighs> my NPO number. I got 10 on that one. 20. I got 16, Evan, so you definitely took a lead oh, there. Let's go. That one, why was I? I was just all like, yeah, I'm doing so good. <laughs> she, yeah, I was gonna say, she, I don't think she made the play ins. <sighs> nope, she did not. I thought she was just outside, but unfortunately, all right, cat merch. Um, let's find her on here. <sighs> Go high, Dang number it. seven. Yeah, high. eight. Oh, all so right. even better. Dang um, it, I'm not doing good. I just gotta be Nick, I guess. What'd you get? What'd you get for numbers on that, guys? Seven. Seven. Six. Yeah, Ben and I were seven, so we got one. Oh, man. I think me and after this, me and Evan got the same exact. <laughs> I think I'm in second behind Evan right now is how it is. But you and Nick are Ben and Nick. Okay. Haley King. Haley King is listed as 21st. I wasn't hey. too far off. Okay. I was three off. I was one. Same. Oh, wow. I was high. I was four off. Oh, okay. I got team. one back. Got one back. All right. Alexis Mandahano. She is listed as 16th. Let's go. Let's go, Ben. Dude. What'd you pick there? I know my FPOers. We both picked 16. Oh, come on. Good job. Good job. I got I got three points on that one. I got four. And then I think Nick has automatically lost. Well, no, we have next week too. This is or oh. or the next series. When whenever this comes up, it'll probably be next week. It might be our next show, whenever that is. Okay. Okay. Ella Hansen. She's nine. She's listed as seven. Okay. Oh, oh that's a big old zero pointer right there for me, boys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> coming in on the FPO. Zero pointer. I had two zeros in the MPO, but man, did I strike out in the uh, FPO. <clears throat> okay. So now if you add your totals, let me see. 21. Adam, Adam hurt me. I have 38 total. What do you guys have? I have, I have 60. Okay. 
I have 27. Oh, I'm 11 behind you now. That was a bad round for me. What do you got, 52. Ben? 52. 52. Oh, he was over here talking a bunch of crap. That's only eight <laughs> points, dude. That's one freaking name. Okay, I, I thought this was one I, more Adam I, I Hammes right was there. He's going to do a Nick Carl, and we'll get a bunch of points either I way. I thought this game was over. I didn't know we were carrying it over. <laughs> oh, all right, and then hold on. I got to get the numbers. What did you have, Nick? Uh, 60 total. 60. I'm just putting these in so we can recall them easier next episode. Um, and then what did you have, Ben? 52. Yeah, Nick's making a move here. So it's currently Evan with 27, me with 38, Ben with 52, and Nick with 60. What if we just play a match and your scores are like the <laughs> Yeah, then that's right. So Nick can come advantage. out. We actually play a disc golf right, round yeah, and your stroke difference. Yeah, <laughs> stroke yeah. difference. We could do something like that. But okay, I just want to say thank you again to Double G Craft Jerky. This, this was a really fun game. Whoa. The Jerky High 8. Really good, and we are going to be giving away a disc golf uh, double G craft jerky subscription. Stay tuned, come back for this, it's going to be awesome. We'll figure out our next okay. Version. I gotta drop a fact real quick Ben's never beaten me in a PDGA tournament <laughs> outside of Meadowbrook. That's literally the only place he's beaten me. That's he's his course, he's got it, he's got yeah, it. <laughs> That's his course. The holes are wide open, yeah. And Ben can I'm mash. If you didn't think but. this episode was fun, just wait till we get into statter fiction. But before we do statter fiction, wait, you wanted statter fiction first, right, Evan? Yeah, let's okay. get into that. Let's first. get into statter fiction. You got that first, Ben? Here we go. All right. All right. We're going from game to game. That's kind of fun. I like that. <laughs> We're just a game show now. It's the Nick let's and do Matt it. game it's the show. Off it's the off season. Who cares? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right. So these uh, these questions or statements are centered around the um, entire 2022 season for elite series and majors. Each one's going to be based off that. I'll, I'll repeat it just to remind you guys, but just so we know ahead of time, elite series and majors for 2022. So statement number one, of all the holes on tour, Hole six at Fox Run had the highest under par percentage for MPO. That's birdies or better percentage in MPO for 2022 Elite Series majors. The most under par percentage, highest, was Fox Run's hole six. Do I need to describe that hole? It's the no, short uphill no, no, forehand, no, right? Do not describe it. Do not describe it. Oh, okay, okay. He's not, but, I, I, it. but I feel like I had it correct. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's okay. the highest under par percentage. Of all MPO holes on tour this year. Stat. Don't be so quick to get. Okay. There we go. Sorry. I'm going to say stat as well. I'm going fiction. When, when, I, when I say stat, that's meaning. It is the it most is under. the yes. easiest hole to birdie. Yes. I'm saying stat as well. It's hard to choose another one off the top of my head. But it is. Fun I fact. do know this. Nick and I both know this. That's an easy hole to birdie at the very least. Well, I didn't even fun, remember. It. Fun fact: I, I bogeyed it in the tournament. <laughs> well, it's one of those holes where if yeah, if you don't birdie, it's probably you bogey, <laughs> baby. Yeah. All right. What, I what? played Fox Run twice and I've birdied it twice, and I think I might just never play Fox again, saying I've <laughs> birdied an MPO hole. We so, got to do like it, the Nick and Matt show travel. Like the tr we got to travel at least once a year. Do something like yeah. that. That'd be fun to hit that. Up. Okay. What's the answer? Yeah. Evan? All right. All right. The answer is fiction. There's actually is an easier hole for under par percentage in MPO. 
Nope. It was Portland Open Blue Lake oh. hole nine uh, was 86.17% under pars. The uh, Fox round hole six was 80.92%. Okay, but now so this is where it gets 5%. fun. Are we talking par three or is that a par four? Uh, ooh, I actually don't have that written because down. to me that um, that shifts. It's you're but, still correct with the question, but in my head, yeah, I'm like, correct. we're I'm thinking we're talking shortest, easiest, like, but it could be to par. Absolutely, that's what hey, you said. Yeah, hey, if you want to do average score to par, we can do that later. But this one was under par percentage, uh, and by over five percent, Blue Lake hole nine has it. I honestly don't remember that hole. that's why i was asking i was gonna like, say i have no idea what that hole i'm is, really bad at remembering yeah. blue lake i think it's a little bit of a forgettable course although <laughs> it is scenic and nice uh i i just i can't remember it but i'm applying my chapstick yeah. for no Hannah. Here no no idea what that hole is all right moving on we're getting into fpo again uh 2022 elite series and majors clear out our stat Ch- or fiction thank you all right, go again. Champions Cup hole 18 at WR Jackson is was the, the easiest FPO hole on tour by average score to par. Easiest hole so on tour. On tour for FPO for average score to par. So regardless of whatever par that hole was, it was the easiest average score, lowest average score, I should say, to par. I'm having a brain freeze on four. Oh, no, I'm not. Glad it it was the whole Kristen Tatar and Paige Pierce. Yep. I was just going to say, epic whoa, final whoa, hole. Whoa, it came back. Whoa, that's not. Whoa, I can you say ask that. the question oh, and we tell you what it Dude, is. Dude, you just I, use a lifeline. No, no, no. Oh it came back. That is not Evans. What are you helping people out if he forgets the hole and has no idea what it is? Advantage to me. <laughs> um, oh, right, right, I'll stop there. But there's the nothing hole. wrong with saying Paige Pierce. I am going to say fiction. I want to get a point, and I'll say stat. I'll say stat. And to elaborate before I even hear, like, that seemed like the top tier players, is how I'll put it, probably had a good chance at shooting under par, but I don't feel like it was just across the field. That hole didn't seem that easy in my mind. So what's the answer, Evan? The answer is... What? I'm just saying, I don't know. We don't have our selections locked in. There we go. Oh, look at that. Look at that. There you go. The answer is stats. Uh I was going to say, it's, it's a par five, right? Yeah, it's a par yeah. five, and it averaged at 4.3, so uh, averaged 0.70 under par. Uh, that is the lowest on tour. The next closest were uh, two that were tied at uh, 0.68 under par, and that was Texas State's Thorn, a hole 16, which was a par four. And hole three at Las Vegas Challenge's infinite course, which was also a par five. Man. All right. Well, there you go. Get a point. We could have just had this game roll over and Nick can have a point. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we're not doing that today. <laughs> yeah. This is not this is presented by Statmando. Yeah. All right. Uh all right. Here we go. Question three. And to take right. it away if Nick gets it right. Uh US women's hosted the shortest FPO hole on tour. Again, for 2022 Elite Series and Majors. The shortest hole on tour was at U.S. Women's. Mm. I just watched um, Jomez, uh, their little island hole challenge, and I think that was there at that event. It, I don't think it was the shortest hole that they were showing, but it, it was on the shorter side. Um, 
uh, roll the dice. If he's it, it, write it down, write it down, Nick. We what you is this? Write down what the, I'm the, say? The, the what's the uh, rules right. called here? Steve Falco rule. Steve Falco rule. If if there's right, a chance, I, gotta, I, gotta for you I know down. what I'm going to. Otherwise, you could just win by just saying whatever I say. No, I got to I got to okay. write down. I, I'm I mean, going I'm, with stat. I'm being Nick by one. So. Oh, Nick I, I, wins. I said stat as well. It, wasn't that like a complaint how short the holes were? <sighs> well, let's see. We don't even know the answer yet. Give it to us, Evan. I don't yeah, even know the true. hole. Yeah, well, this is a fiction, oh, actually. Oh, why did I yeah, Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was known for being a short course, and I, I'm sure if we did some average distances for the courses, uh, maybe it would be the shortest. But the shortest hole at U.S. Women's was at Token Creek, hole number seven. It was 205 feet at uh, Idlewild at the LWS Open at Idlewild. Hole 11 comes in at shorter at 192 feet. Man, well, Nick, congratulations. Which one is hole 11? Uh, Matt, I, I won. I'm trying to remember what it Where's was, Where's your too. points? Is it the one? I got two points. Like the, <laughs> one of the Dickerson ace hole one, where it's like, there's a few shows. Oh, so it's the ben. I can't remember I exactly, but hole 11. You. Thank you. Oh, it's the one with the, ele- no, is it the one with the elevated basket? I'm actually not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. All right, let's close out a Satter Fiction because we finished Satter Fiction. I think it's the one that Dickerson and Conrad have both aced. Yeah, I, that was my guess. I, I did not think know. it was that short of a hole, though, but I could be wrong. Okay. Evan's wrong. That was fun. Thank you, Stat Mando. Thank you, Evan Kearns. Thank you for providing us the fun. A lot of people say that's their favorite segment. They get to play along. Um, I think it's fun when we give the the audience, the chat, the they listeners, the chance to play along. Crazy. The first game we did, mm-hmm. we probably could clean it up a little bit, maybe have the answers right away. That was fun, though. But They'll it was like fun. It. It was They'll fun. like it. Um, and we're carrying it over. It's for more on the line than just... We should. I think exactly. we should bring it to the course, too. But the, the only way to do that would be to find a course with similar SSAs, if you will, like to bring it to the course, because Nick's not traveling up here. Oh, wait, you are. <gasps> yeah. And like... Two weeks? It wouldn't be fair to Evan, though. Uh, to bring it to the not course. for Thanksgiving, probably. No, It'd we'll, we'll do like a ratings <laughs> handicap yeah, thing. I'm going to fight you. <laughs> yeah. I just love no, trash no, talking no, it. No, no, no. There's, there's no ratings handi- okay. handicap Okay, If you beat us this. by 20, Evan, you're right. You get Evan 20 literally better. literally does That's stats right. all year for the Pro Tour. If anyone has an true. advantage in that last segment, I hope Evan is the one with the advantage. Okay, actually true. We will just bring it straight up to any yeah, course. I agree. Yeah. We'll have to do that. I think that's fair. I'm not afraid of the yeah. challenge. All right. So we're <laughs> we a got random that course none of us have played. Blind. If All we if us? we can if we can find a course that no one's played, like I've never played Beauty Hill or Bellamy or I've played um, Beauty Hill. Ames, Amesbury Pines. There's I've probably played Connecticut that. ones. Oh, I've I've played that one. Oak Ridge, Westy Acres. We've played I'm, them all. See, I haven't played Westy. I haven't either, but they have. Uh, yeah, um, not fair. Okay, we'll talk there's, about that. There's off a new air. one on the Cape. True. All right, we'll talk about that off air. Um, yeah. Evan or Nick, one of you wanted to talk about. I think it was Nick. What was the little topic you wanted to do tonight? Well, so I was at a tournament last weekend, and you can go back to three. Yeah, this, was, is my, this is my, yeah, this that, is my girlfriend's I, room. I, I, I don't need everyone, I like, I need everyone right, seeing my, my purses and my hats and stuff like that. You can keep it on three up. What a um, beautiful... Yeah, exactly. The bed's nice and made. It's, it's incredible. So um, I was in a heated debate with my buddies this last weekend, and a little bit of beer was involved too. So you know, everyone just gets a little bit louder in that moment. But I, I asked them, because we had just played the Lake Marshall Open, which... I just want to give a shout out to everyone at Lake Marshall who does such an incredible job of maintaining that place. If you ever get the opportunity to go out there, Gary, Corey, and Trey have all done the most incredible job with making that one of the coolest, bestest golf courses 
on the East Coast, and I would say the country, honestly, the property itself is immaculate, um, and they have three different courses on one property. Like It's a very similar vibe to GMC to where you have Bruce Ridge and then Fox Run. You have the Lair and then the Lions, two very different courses, but two incredible ones. So, anywho, um, hole 18 at Lake Marshall is, I think they call it a 1,000-foot hole, which I didn't know that. It's a 1,000-foot par 5, and let's say for a righty like myself, I try to go hyzer. And then I go forehand over the water to get to a good landing zone. And then I go another hyzer to the basket. And if I do those three things correctly, I should have a pretty easy shot at birdie. In each round, I had um, putts at birdie. I only made the putt the final round. So I birdied it one time. But to me, that hole with the skill level that the top pros and the players can play at, they can easily take a birdie on that hole if they want. Now, select pros who are the more distance throwers like Randon Lada, and Chris Dickerson at this tournament, Ezra, um, all have the capability to eagle it. Now, if you're going down to the final hole, you know, and someone has a one-stroke lead going to that final hole, the leader's probably going to play it for birdie, and the guy behind him's probably going to play it for eagle. Now, that does create a little bit of excitement, uh, but at the same time, I think it's a little bit too easy of a hole the way they have it set up. I wish they would kind of tighten up the OB and make the island a little bit tougher to get onto. So... This whole thing started where, like, what courses have the best hole 18 finishing hole? And I posted a tweet about it, and within minutes, the Twitter kind of, like, Twitter world blew up. Evan hit me with websites and stats and all these different things on, like... Twitter is the new wild frontier. It's the wild frontier anymore, I guess. So, you know, without (laughs) giving my personal opinion yet, um, one of the biggest ones that came up was, like, Maple Hill, uh, The Beast over at Nokia, Finland uh, for the European Open. Uh, Idlewild was one that came up a lot. Um, Old Ledgestone at Eureka when they finished there was one that came up a lot. Uh, oh, 18 at Fox Run was one that came up a very significant amount of times. So, um, yeah, just curious. What do you guys think? And now I'll give my personal opinion. It's not a whole 18 that we used to know or that's played anymore, but old whole 18 at Maple Hill to me was one of the best whole 18 finishing holes in the world. Um, but now I personally think like Fox run is an incredible whole 18 finish over at, uh, for the GMC. Evan, I think you're prepared at some level. What's your take? Yeah. Well, so I responded to Nick. I mean, I think it's, I, I think it's by far Maple Hill, but that, uh, takes on a lot of factors too. Not only scoring separation, uh, but just general b- beauty. I think hole 18 being one of the most picturesque holes is important. Um, when you're finishing up, I mean, like Nukia Finland is an incredible uh, scoring separation hole design. It pushes a lot out of the players, but it, the fans are incredible to see lining the lining the side. But the OB lines, it's just like it's not. I can't call it the best if it has that. Um, it definitely is a good hole, but that's why I put Maple Hill there. There's a few other ones like Fox Run. It it has the road and it, it like could be a little bit prettier, I guess. So it doesn't give me the top nod. Um, but if we are talking pure scoring separation, I think Maple Hill is fantastic. Um, it might not be the most fantastic. And one of the ways to critique that is... Um, Move the T-pad back to where it used to be. Well, okay. Okay, well, let's get into that first. So I took uh, the scores of everyone who finished in the top 20. Uh, so it does include ties at 20. Um, but everyone who finished in the top 20 for just the final round of every Elite Series and Major event this year and tallied them up to kind of see where the scoring separation was. So at Maple Hill, final round in MPO, because that's the one we're talking about, first of all, mm-hmm. um, is, is that T-pad. 
It had, did have nine birdies, seven pars, three bogeys, and one bogey or worse, which probably was Linus Carlson, I think. Uh, that tells me that that's really good scoring separation. Yeah, and this is also a lot smaller of a field because um, it was a playoff. Well, event. it was only the top 20. <laughs> oh, yeah, they yeah, had a cut this I'm year. I'm sorry. I, oh, you're I, just I'm talking a, the top 20 in general. My bad, my top, bad. Top my 20 bad. finishing players, not yep, necessarily that. the, yeah, for yep. every event. Yep. Just my to kind of like, obviously, you know, you might be 18th and out of it and you're just laying up, but like yeah. there's a lot more on the line and, and figured that was just kind of a quick and easy way to cut it off. Yep, um, nope, my bad. And so you get nine birdies. That's more than there are pars. It's not over 50%, but it's 45%. It's a, like, that's a really good number to hit with how hard that is and the danger. I mean, we saw what happened when there's pressure on the line. Uh, that's exactly what happened to Corey Ellis, and it came in with the FPO as well, uh, where Natalie Ryan executed that shot and Kristen Tatar didn't and then had a chance to make that really long putt. So it was perfect there. It was, it was right there. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of other holes that did satisfy that as well. And I think um, one that goes really unnoticed is actually uh, LVC's end of a hole 18. Mm-hmm. I think it actually is really mm-hmm. picturesque. I think the only problem I have with that hole is the golf green that's out of bounds. Um, that's really hard to know. You could argue that you know, out of bounds that Gannon hit right behind it, but like I think that's okay. Are you saying to see like when you're throwing that second shot, you can't really tell like the out of bounds, how close versus how far in a sense? Like if they say they staked it, like Fox Run, say they staked <laughs> the whole green, would you rather something like that? Not... Not I, stakes I think be, in the sense of if you hit yeah. that stake, that sucks, but like some sort of visual aid of that. Is that what you're saying? I think that would be better, but my main point is more of it. It shows that disc golf is secondary. Like even if disc golf is secondary on a golf course, like that is okay. It happens, mm-hmm. but it shows that disc golf secondary because the golf greens are always out of bounds and it just, it, it doesn't make it feel as pure as it should be. Okay. But my point being with that is um, like a, a good, easy way to tell a good scoring separation hole is if it's under 40% and all the three factors being under par, so birdie or better, being par percentage, and over par percentage, bogey or worse. And an MPO for players who are 1030 rated or better, which you can find this in the stats on statmander.com. That's what I sent to you, Nick. Yep. So if you're not looking yep. at that for this discussion, like that's on you. The data is there. <laughs> yep. Just 1030 rated players, there's only three uh, courses that had um, hole 18 under 40% for each of those categories. It was the Beast at European Open. Mm-hmm. It was Fox Run, which we mentioned too, mm-hmm. and Innova. If you do the same thing for FPO and do 940 plus, there's only two LVC, Innova, and Jonesboro. I think Jonesboro is actually a fantastic one for the okay. men as well, but it didn't meet the criteria. Yeah. So I don't know Jonesboro's whole 18 as well. I just remember Calvin absolutely ripping on a destroyer and throwing it into a beyond perfect spot. Um, but I don't, off the top of my head, I can't really think of like, because I've never played there as well. All these other courses, except for the Beast, which that one's a little bit more self-explanatory. Um, all the other courses I've pretty much played. So I a lot f- of this, a lot of this is also like, for me, we can bring the stats into it. Don't get me wrong. A lot of this, like when I was talking to my buddies, is huge on just personal opinion of like what what is my opinion, what what do I think makes a create or create a great hole eighteen stuff like that. Which obviously Remind you me do again. want to bring the stats. Into was this it. best hole eighteen or just toughest? More so like what creates what creates a good hole 18 for a pro tour event. I liked um here I am, my little voice. I like after you guys give me all this yeah. like information. I'm like, I thought Jonesboro yeah. 18 is fun to watch. And that's okay. from a watching view. Yeah. Like it's it's tight, I, it's downhill mm-hmm. massively, but you still have an approach shot if mm-hmm. you're aggressive. 
You can get your birdie. If you have a great shot and you're aggressive. I, I like hole yeah. 18. It's pretty good there. Hole 18 at Jonesboro was only a par four. Am I correct? Like Calvin, when he ripped on that shot, it, is, it was just to put himself in a, a par really five good for the women. I know that. It is I don't a par four for, uh, for okay. MPO. Yes. 818 okay. right, cool. feet. Yep. Because I remember Paul and Calvin both birdied it, but I remember Calvin went with an insanely aggressive line. Only 15% um, of people birdie it. Yeah. Or MPO. Yep. Yep. So anyways, yeah, um, I mean, I, that's a fantastic. We could do this. It's easy to remember 18, right? Hole 18, because yeah. it's the last hole of the tournament. It's easy to remember hole one. Yeah. If we just started picking like arbitrarily like our favorite holes on yeah. course, I mean, well, but I kind of look at like what, what hole 18s this year were drama filled. Hole 18 at Vegas, drama filled. It obviously led to a playoff when Gannon threw a bad upshot. Um, hole 18 at Maple Hill, drama filled. Hole 18 at Jonesboro, drama filled. USDGC, um, maybe. Yeah. Was hole 18 at Idlewild too drama filled? Or was. Isaac kind of walking that tournament in at that point. I think both Isaac and I think Katrina both kind of had it sealed Just up. Walking in. Okay. But there was one more tournament. Like had to execute oh, Fox and Run. They both did. Yeah. Fox Run had an incredible yeah. whole 18 finish where one Fox shot went OB, one shot landed in bounds. Um, mm -hmm. I think also I kind of look at the dif dif excuse me, the difficulty for it. Um, I think one of the reasons I'm sour about whole 18 at Maple is when I first started playing disc golf, we all used to go there and we would bet dollars and the tee shot was a lot easier to get into a birdieable position yes. than it is nowadays for top pros. Like, yeah, I'm going to turn that Simon, around in a second, though. Well, I was going to say, like, Simon this year threw a bad tee shot on hole 18, I think ended up just getting a par, correct, on the final round. When, like, let's say six years ago, that tee shot would have never happened the way that they used to be able to throw that hole. So, I don't know. It just created And, like, when Paul tooed it one year, I think other people have hit the basket. Like, Bradley Williams, I think, hit the basket for a two <clears> one year. So oh, just my opinion, Nick, I, I thought it was great. Is that and and Evan's gonna turn it around. <laughs> so I want to get mine in there. Yeah. I felt the same way because when you get to watch hole 18 MVP open in person, as you said, the experience is great. You see a lot more shots get thrown or attempted to be thrown onto the green. So hmm. the excitement value in person, especially, is higher um, because you see a lot more throws coming on. You don't see yeah. as many now, but what I think it does, and I don't know if this is where Evan is going is it creates more excitement for the top tier players who have the ability to get there. And we saw it this year for a couple of players there to, to the point where like they're there and you're like, if they want yeah. to win, they have to go for it. And it's a much more exciting shot. Like as in it's okay. massive. I, again, yeah. I don't love it, but I think that's what it does. But yeah. Evan, let me counter him really quick. Just sure, you go for it. <laughs> so it's I your think, show. I think it was in 2020. Uh, Paul and Garrett were coming down the stretch. Garrett's arguably one of the furthest I remember in the world. That. Paul is not, but I think Paul actually had a better drive on that hole. And I think Paul had just hit a big putt and was up by one going into that hole. Um, Garrett throws his drive. Paul throws his drive or vice versa. Paul throws it and then Garrett throws it. And then I think Garrett has the honors of what he has to do. And I could be wrong about the order of this. I could be wrong, which plays an effect. Garrett ends up laying up because of how technical that shot is. He said at that point, I'd rather just get the second place rather than the third place. Cause I think third place was also right there, which then led to Paul being to lay up. And then Paul threw it in from a hundred feet just because I guess at that point he could, but um, I don't know, like all the drama that you're really, really hoping for right there. And then oh, he lays it up and you're just like, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's why I just, Evan, I really like the old 18, but Evan, go for it. Get the final take I, here. 
Yeah, I, I think when you see a lot of people play that hole, the whole entire field play that hole, I see why it can potentially be boring because par is the easy play. I mean, the tee shot mm -hmm. is tough to get really far up there, mm -hmm. and the approach is super technical. Like, I get it. It it You're pushes the moderator. Moderator. Yeah, it, <laughs> it pushes par plays. It really does. And, and that's kind of my instinct with it. But then you really look at it, and I mean, Steve Dodge says this specifically. He creates that hole for two people. Or I told you hypothetically. Oh, I didn't people. tell you. I didn't think that, but I mean, that's what it is. He he created that hole for hole eighteen. Simon already played it. He created it for um, Corey Ellis and Linus Carlson. They both didn't get it, mm -hmm. but they like, and Simon didn't get it either. Like you see those points, and you're like, okay, yeah, none of them got it. But that's because it's a yeah. hard hole. But why didn't Corey get it? It's because he went for it because he mm -hmm. had the win locked up and he could have gotten the birdie. It was perfect for him. Mm -hmm. You know, I, that that's perfect. And when you actually, I just counted this up just right now. Cause I was shocked at like, after saying it, I was shocked at the number that there's nine birdies from the top 20 finishers, which there could be ties and whatnot. Yeah. So it could be more than exactly 20. I look it up and I counted, there are nine, nine birdies from um, the top 20 and actually it finishes at tied for seven. Is that in the Marley final round Cowboy. or just over just the, the yeah. Just the yeah, final just round. The final round. <laughs> It was a smaller field, but there's still 81 MPO players. Mm -hmm. How many birdies were there for the rest of the field outside of the top 20? There is eight. I was just about to say it's going to be less than the top 20. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, when you see that number, when you just look at Udis, which is the whole entire field, it might look like there's not a lot of separation. But when you actually look at the people, um, it's going to sound harsh, but the people who matter on that final day, holy team. Yes, there's other things on the line. There's there's points, there's the cash line, there's everything else. Mm -hmm. But when it matters for the people who are in the top 20 and especially the people who are fighting for the win, it is a super good scoring separation hole. It how many, really is. How many pars did you say were on that hole uh, for the top 20? Uh, seven. Okay. I can guarantee you. So Simon parted. it. Yes. Corey birdied it. And Linus, yep. I, I meant to say bogey. I'm sorry. Yep. Corey bogeyed and then Linus bogeyed or doubled. He triple bogeyed. Oh, he triple bogeyed. Okay, so everyone, majority of the other people, I think all, that all got pars, played it. Done. It did not matter. I bet how good their drive was. They, I bet you, they specifically played it for par because of placements at that point. Because sure. they're not going for a win. They'd rather take the extra five hundred dollars that they would lose if they ended up bogeying it or double bogeying it. Um. So that's just my take on it. Okay. Or, yeah, when, we're, when we're talking about no problem with that, when we're talking about the numbers outside of the, I, and for the top three, it created an incredible finish. And right. I will say that now here's, and here's my last take. Give me 30 seconds on it. Do you like that hole? And like, do you like the landing zone in general? Do you like that Island? You personally hole know, 18? driven behind it. Yeah. Like the landing zone for hole 18, let's say oh, left oh, 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 and landing the pin. zone. Like, yes, if you're looking at the pin to mm -hmm. the left of it, which would be long, you have about 10 feet into the right of it. You have about 12 to 15 feet, maybe, but then you have 25 feet long, 35 feet short, just about like your landing zone's not incredibly huge, but like, do you personally like the landing zone for whole 18 at Maple for the drive? No, for the, up, like just the, the Island the, itself, oh, like, the Island, whether, whether it's your fourth shot trying to get onto the Island and, or your second shot, you're trying to get, onto I the like island. it. I okay. like it from, and this is probably because I live, I don't live there, but because I live yeah. here, I get to play it. It's such yeah. a, it's fun. I've got to play it so many times that it's like, 
is it actually good? That'd be interesting to hear objectively, but I think there's so much history into it that people are willing to accept it regardless. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like it. Uh, I think it's good. Um, I just want to also, we're jumping a little bit here. We're getting ready to wrap up too. Westy Acres in our chat said they would set up a Safari 18 for us that we've never played before. So if we wanted to do that event, we could do Sold. it. The other thing is nice. He's he or she, I'm not sure who's commenting as Westy Acres, but they said the problem is that the easiest way to get score separation is randomness. And I just wanted to say from my opinion on that, I don't agree with that. I I, I mean, it, is that out there in the course, in the world, in the tour, in the tour? Absolutely. But I think what you want to get scoring separation from, and Evan and Nick will both have strong opinions on this one way or another. I think you want scoring separation from decision-making, right? You want decision-making to do that. So if somebody has to make a decision between being aggressive to try to get the birdie and failing, then you get scoring separation. Um, Or a player saying, I'm just going to go for the par, uh, or somebody, again, trying to go for the birdie and getting it. I think you really want to set it up I, I know John Houck a little bit. I've played some of his courses. I feel like that's one of the things he does well. Um, I got to play Hillcrest. Um, I don't know if I've played any of his others, but man, did I love that because it suits my game. Have you played Nantucket? Oh, yes, Nantucket. That's a I love that because what it is is I'm a second thrower. Uh, is that even a thing? A second shot mastermind. Like person. Like if I can give, if you can give me a first shot landing zone, and then a, like a, a strategic landing zone, and then a second shot to get to the basket. I play those way better than deuce or dies or just long, no decision par fours where you just got to crush it. So I mm-hmm. love that style. And that's my only take on it for Westy Acres. I do not like randomness, but I do like decision making. And I think that's where you want scoring separation. I would love to see that at all courses. You guys have any closing thoughts? We're at two hours now. We're probably getting ready to shut it down. But any closing thoughts mm-hmm. from you guys? I, I actually 100% agree with Wes Hakers' point, which is the easiest way to create scoring separation easiest, is with yeah. randomness and OB. <laughs> yeah. That's 100% correct. It's yeah. not the best. Good good call um, there. He said easiest. And I totally agree that I think decision-making is the best thing, but it's really hard to do that, and I think a lot of course designers struggle with it. Uh, I'm not trying to knock them. It's just, it is really hard. I think Hauk is able to do that. Um, but a lot of course designers try and they don't actually have decision making there's i think disc golf a lot of times it's just yeah throw the shot like that's all it is just throw mm-hmm. the shot and you know that's okay it it would be cool if we could have the most decision making but it's not always that way and my last point to maple hill is i i actually really like the island green for the fact that it's a rock wall mm-hmm. i i really really despise courses where there's actually no ground change uh between ob and not i know like USDGC had the uh, rocks and yeah. dugout lines, like more than that. I really like, I don't like the idea of smashing something in and, and staying safe because of the wall. But I think Maple Hills Island is not that at all. It's super technical to land it on there. Mm-hmm. But if you land on, you're staying on. Yeah. Like oh, the only way you're getting I mean, off you can, the island you can is tell with that's a bad shot. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do. I, am I missing something? Is yeah, that an obvious in, thing? Back that in 2014, know? when Ricky he hit the front of the rocks and then hit the island and then just scooted OB and lost the tournament right then and there. And it okay. actually yeah, scooted OB and landed Dude, under like, my wife's chair. Used, this yeah, was before we used to there call was it, things I, there. I want to say I saw Matt's video. You did you post something on Facebook? I have about an old that? video. Yeah. It's like grainy and pixelated, but yeah, the disc skipped under my wife's chair and to, she's all like, "What yeah. do I do?" <laughs> 
Well, they, yeah, there was one year because it's happened to him twice, I think, to where <sighs> one year he just threw it OB long, and then another year he threw a putter forehand, it hit the rocks, hit the ground, the rock, and yeah. ro- like rolled OB. And so we always called it getting wise hockeyed on the final <laughs> hole funny. at April, uh, Maple. But okay, well, I'll at least say it's I, a lot point, harder. To your point, yes, ninety nine. And so I think that's time, good. Yeah. I think the only knock on that hole is the greens almost almost unreachable from a backhand from a driving landing zone. Mm-hmm. You'd have to like the only way you can really get there with a backhand is if your second shot is high enough towards the clubhouse, uh, sap house. Excuse me, I'm saying just generic disc golf terms hole. instead yeah. of Maple Hill terms. Old uh, then you can cut over. What is it? I've never seen it. It's, uh, blue. So you're not down the hill. You know where the stairs are? Oh, it's blue. It's it's the blue yeah, tee pad, right? Oh, is okay. it? Oh, is there still a tee pad there? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Blue and then way old tee pad. I was just going to say. Awesome <laughs> elevated platform, like super sketch platform. In between the FPO diamonds and blue now. Yeah. Like it used to be yeah. off to the side and a little raised. Yeah. So people just pump these massive annies <laughs> and then have like these fun putter shot throw ins. Or if you threw, like if you flexed out, but they're also. So old 18 also, there was all Christmas trees on the left hand side where all the tailgate parking is used to be like. 100 christmas trees right there so if you faded out your shot at all you were in a horrible position and that's where we would make bets of like is someone going to try to go flex forehand or do they have a gap um now holy teen is besides for that one tree in the middle and then now it's obi on the left hand side is relatively very very wide open compared to what it used to be yeah i one last finishing note on holy teens is when i was thinking about this there's really a lot of i think good finishing holes on i think we're at the point where uh like we kind of got into that like almost you saw similar ones where everyone's trying to copy you know utah open last year at the fort which Mm -hmm. i think maple hill kind of did that already and everyone is mentioning that just because it was lined ob Mm -hmm. um but still, they they created super super fun finishes. I mean, think about Portland Open, OTB Open, uh, like those can, like new hole eighteens that really shined. I mean, actually, the Thorn, even though it had a baseball field, I thought it was a fantastic hole eighteen. Maybe not the best, Whoa. but I thought it was a good one. Whoa. Besides, besides Whoa. the baseball Evan with field, the baseball field saying something's a good hole with that, even within a thousand yes. feet of it, kind of surprising. But Evan, kind of surprising. I wish it wasn't a baseball field. Go yeah. ahead, ben. Evan. Um... I'm I'm surprised you are like you should be vouching for Reds layouts and shorter tee pads on these holes 18s. I'm surprised you like these long boys. I mean, this we're is, talking I'll, about I'll say this. we're talking about the pro tour bet. I'll say this: not, not your average, you know, town yeah. public course. Which it doesn't happen too too often, but I don't care for hole 18s that are par three finishers. And the only one off the top of my head that I can think of that I actually don't mind is hole 18 at Waco. Um, cause it's over the water and usually every year it's disgustingly windy. Oh yeah, that one but, is cool. I, that one's actually yeah. really cool. Other than that, I don't really know how many other whole 18s are par threes on the tour. That end final round. That's a trivia question. That's I'm going to, I'm going to have to bring yeah. trivia next week. I'm going to figure yeah. it out. It's going to have to be a numbers thing again. Yeah. Now you guys maybe go and someone, study. Maybe someone else should figure it out. And then we say, yeah, we yes, can, that's we a can, good uh, idea. But how would we review Carl. the questions without me reviewing the questions? Like to see if they're good. <laughs> it would have to be like the general concept of it and then i don't know or we'll, we just we'll have see who I, i'll trust. think about it. i'll yeah. think about it. we'll figure it out yeah. but i think we should incorporate i said this would be a two-part part of me is thinking we make it a three-part and do this tournament round between us at a course again we'll we'll figure that out but i think we've made it to the end we've yes. gone over two hours like we try to promise and <laughs> we do all the time for this an off-season episode <laughs> for an off-season yeah, episode no. i hope That's you're impressive. proud of us yeah so cool. Thank you. Cosmic DG.com cosmic disc golf. Check them out. Disc golf needs used and uh, new discs as well as a new venture that they've got going on. Cosmic 
DG. Have a cosmic day. Thank you for episode 113 sponsorship. Nick, we've made it to that point in the show. We made it to that point, but I'm going to shameless plug really Do quick it. with DiscuraDG.com. We have these awesome new pink hoodies coming up onto the website in the next week or two. We've also got these really cool blue ones that have this um, like bleach look to it. I'm not sure what Ooh. you call it, but it makes it like a blue and white all over like splatter yeah, almost. Like and then same thing with the pink. Yeah, but it's tie dye, but it's not I know colored tie dye. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so pinks will be in those. Then we have the solid pinks. We also got these awesome new hats. Don't mind my hair. Sorry. Um, new hats that have these cool leather patches on them. So discaredg.com, check it out in the next week or two. Use code Nick and Matt for 10% off as well. Don't forget that. Um, thank you for tuning in, everyone. That sorry I was late to the show. Um, I caught the tail end of the interview, <laughs> and without Matt messing up a lot, you know, it actually seemed like a pretty good interview. So I'm curious to listen back to it because I don't really think I know Cadence at all. And uh except that I know her name's not Ken. Thanks for thanks for being on the show, Ned. I mean <laughs> yeah, Nick. Exactly. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Ken. So um Ken and, and nope. Nave and Nave. We'll call Evan Nave and Ben yeah. Neb and Nick Kid. Okay. There we go. I Thank mean, you everyone dyslexia. for tuning in tonight. Don't forget to check out the you, disc knockers. Elder. And then appreciate you guys all commenting live. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, like the channel, all that good stuff. Tell someone you love them this week. Catch you on the next one. Yeah, he's making me laugh. He said, if my name's backwards, he said it was Tom, like Albert Tom. Anyways, peace out. Ben, you're awesome. Nick, you're awesome. Evan, you're awesome. Everybody, see you later. The Nick and Matt Show, a disc golf podcast designed for you, the disc golfer. Find the Nick and Matt Show on your favorite podcast platforms or join the conversation live on YouTube. 